Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. Yo, what is this? It's guys swimming. No way. Yeah, check it out, man. It's guys swimming. WTF, this is sick. Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, what's up? Yo, what is this? Guys swimming? You got it, man. Epic. Hold their breath? They hold their breath underwater, and then they do one of these. What's going on? Hey, man. Hey. Hey, man. What is this? Swimming guys? It's guys swimming, yeah. Epic. Holding their breath? Holding their breath underwater, yeah. Doing one of these guys. No way. Epic. What's this? It's guys swimming. Like fish? Well, yeah, but they're guys. Incredible. Guys swimming like fish. Guys swimming like fish. Breathing underwater? No, holding their breath, but they do one of these. Oh, they do like the breathy guy come up for exactly. air. Exactly. You got a bunch of swimming guys out there. They do indeed. Swimming guys. Swimming guys. Exactly, man. <laughs> Good morning, Sweet World, and welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. That's maybe my favorite cold open in a long, long time. Uh, it's Friday, January 14th. This is the Drop Podcast. We're here in the Classic Factory. I'm Jay Skeets, and alongside me, as always, Tess Mellis. What's up, everybody? I was about to finish my Wordle, and then that cold open came on. Oh, man, that kept getting funnier and funnier. Uh, we got the top shot hot boy himself, Trey Kirby. hey out. Hey yo! The international man of mystery taking it to the max, Lee Ellis. Friends, I mean JD's just brought the energy from the start, <laughs> oh. hasn't he? I mean that's what a cold open can do. Oh god! <laughs> and finally, making this magic happen, yes, super producer JD. You guys, want to do a podcast about swimming? <laughs> sort of guys swimming. swimming. <laughs> yeah, I do. Uh, shout out to the stream teamers joining us live right now on YouTube. Subscribe, like, comment, and share the show. Email in your NBA questions to no dunks at theathletic.com grab yourself some no dunks merch it's been a while since i've told you to do that go to nodunks.com for hoodies and t-shirts and shorts and mugs and get that athletic subscription you've always wanted go to the athletic.com slash no dunks so they know that we sent you okay on today's drop podcast we're gonna revisit yesterday's hawks knicks trade i say revisit because if you're just listening to the podcast we did a quick like 10 11 minute hit an immediate reaction video podcast that's available obviously over on our youtube page but uh we'll we've had some time to think about it maybe you have some more thoughts you want to share about cam reddish going to the new york knicks so we'll get into that lee you got a top five for us i sure do yeah inspired by no dunk super fan chief yes yeah have are you gonna fun- be wearing a green hat while you do your top <laughs> no one? no i'm not gonna take on the chief personality <laughs> but i had a lot of fun with it and uh yeah hopefully got a little trivia as well sprinkled in i've got all the no dunks Ooh, elements wow. there oh, yeah. excellent yeah. excellent wow. uh we'll also touch on last night's games a lot of them though were of the blowout variety yeah that'll be quick but the uh the Grizzlies extended their winning streak, so we got to get to that. The young boys. And you know, we've got some rapid-fire questions that usually aren't all that rapid uh, <laughs> to end the week. But first, yes, but first, something different here, guys. Earlier this week, the NBA season hit the midway point of the schedule uh, with most teams 
playing roughly half their games. So let's hand out some superlatives. All right, I got some questions for you guys. Play along in the stream team, or if you're listening, tweet at us at NoDunksInc, your answers. Tass, you're going to get us started here. My first question is, like, who's been the team of the first half? And there are many ways to look at that. Is right. it best team? Is it you know most exciting team? Is it like who's had the most storylines? Yeah. To you, who's had uh, who's been the the team of the first half? Well, yeah, so many good teams. How does it resonate with me? Well, a good story always resonates with me. So let me uh, let me paint some stories for you here, guys. <laughs> Love and a good story, paint. Yeah, <laughs> paint yeah. it up. Yeah, I will paint this story. Uh, I, I will give you a few, like a little trailer here for each of these teams, and then you guys can pick. Okay, <laughs> comeback story of the year. It's got to be the Golden State Warriors. Right. Sure. Right. On top of the world, they fall off. They want 15 games. All of a sudden, the same guys. It's essentially the same group of guys on top of the Western Conference, you know, figuratively speaking. Uh, the breakout best new artist, you can go different ways with this. I go with the Memphis Grizzlies over the Cleveland Cavaliers, even though I love the Cleveland Cavaliers, and we'll get into the Memphis Grizzlies, of course, a ton on this show. But the young guys, 11 straight games taking over the league right now. It, it is wild to think that they are third in the Western Conference. They've jumped the Utah Jazz, and they're only like three games out from the top of the West yeah, right now. Yeah. You could convince yourself that they'll be at the top if you're a nutbag, and I'm looking forward, <laughs> uh, uh, and I am looking forward uh, to, to going to Memphis because they, whether you think they're going to finish one, two, three, or four, they are going to have a home court playoff series, right. and that has been so fun watching this, watching them year, in years past when they were at the grit and grind in the playoffs in their home arena. Can't wait. Uh, now, this one's a little different. The boldest, confident sort of uh, production company that spends billions and billions and billions of dollars on their movie, on their story, and then they follow through on it, the Chicago Bulls. Mm, uh, they did yeah. They did a great job in the offseason, now looking back, but they were questioned, is this just going to be a flop? DeMar DeRozan coming in, they made the move for Lonzo Ball, so that's that category there. Yep. And then the steady as a rock, stable, won't make a good movie, but... You'd want your daughter to marry this story story, the Phoenix Suns. Okay. You know. <laughs> yep. Not, you know, yeah. They're the Milwaukee Bucks of a couple years ago. Just just rock solid. Right. Uh, and then uh, this team is sort of an annoying good story. Uh, they're almost arrogant. Try when they want and get away with it. So you kind of got to hate them story. The Brooklyn Nets. Nobody, nobody's going to pick the Brooklyn right. Nets. Right. But they have been... They have been a very, very good basketball team. And then what happens on Thursday happens kind of often with this team. They lose to a team like the OKC Thunder after beating uh, the, was it, who were they the, Bulls. the Bulls the night before. Yeah, handily. I was going to say the Bulls, the Warriors, they're all sort of gelling together. Anyways, so uh, those are my trailers. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know who, who you guys want to, uh, what did I say? Paint the story? Paint the story, yeah. Yeah, the Warriors, the Grizzlies, the Bulls, Suns, Nets. <laughs> Uh, and we'll get into them because of these different categories we have. But uh, I don't know. You can go either way. I mean, the Grizzlies have obviously taken over the league. Well, who would you yeah, pick yeah. as the as the team of the first half? Well, I mean, I think recency bias comes into play here uh, a little bit because I thought the Heat were the best team out of the blocks. I think the Bulls have been there. I think the Suns have been there. The Warriors losing two in a row is not great timing for it, but I think they've been the most impressive because of what Tass was saying. From the last two seasons, they were out of the playoffs. And now... 
I, I'm not sure what the latest odds are. I think the Nets are actually the favourite, yeah, but yeah. I would have uh, I would have the Warriors still when they've got their full complement of players. Draymond obviously has missed the last three games. He's, he's missed the last two losses, and Clay Thompson is working back in. But when they have the time together and everyone back together, I think they probably are the best team in the Western Conference, and I think they're probably better than the Bulls, who right now are the best team numbers-wise in the Eastern Conference. So I think the Warriors, I think we expected them to be better than they were the last couple of of seasons. I don't think we expected them to be quite so good uh, at this point of the season. No. As as I say, I mean, last night they got absolutely pounded by a very, very good team, uh, the Milwaukee Bucks. The night before, uh, the Warriors lost to the... Or a couple of nights earlier, they lost to the Grizzlies in 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 a very good game. But I just think where the thing, things are standing right now, Warriors and Suns are probably the best two teams in the Western Conference, but I would have the Warriors just a smidge ahead of them uh, as, as far as team of the season so far. Okay, what about you, Trey? Well, you know I'm a nutbag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's got to be the Bulls for me. They had the fewest wins in the league for the past four seasons, but right now the best record in the Eastern Conference, third best overall. They're so back, even Kevin Durant said it. The other thing I like about the Bulls, 14-6 and six against teams over 500. That's okay. the second best record in the league. The only team better is the Suns, who are 16-6, and six, and that's actually my choice for a team of the first half. They're the only team right now with single-digit losses. They're just so, like, consistently good. Yep. Every player they run out is good. Every center they put out there alongside Chris Paul is going to get 16 points and 10 rebounds. They're just good. They're, they've almost immediately become the Jazz, where we're like, oh, you're just good. You're just going to win a whole bunch of games right here. So, yeah, I'm going to tip my cap here to the Suns. You know, 18-game win streak. 18-game win streak. Yeah. What are you talking about? Is that right? Yeah, that's, that's right. right. <laughs> I know. It sounds so crazy. When you said it, I was like, I'm no, like, they did it. Yeah, and yeah. Then it I was like, crazy. I was like, I feel like they had it. <laughs> yeah. And I've been... I've been botching it this week, <laughs> so I didn't look it up. I thought I had it. Yeah. I thought I had it locked in here. This keeps giving me a crazy. No, because look. you're right. We were thinking of. Like, we were we were joking sort of about it has to get to 20 for us to actually remember yeah. it. Turns out that's true. <laughs> that's yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'll give the Suns uh, my choice. 18 games in a row. That's incredible. They've struggled a little bit in the past couple of weeks, but who cares? I mean, it's been the Grizzlies' time to shine. Yeah. Uh, in that in that time frame, but yeah, the the Suns have been great, especially after last year. I came in saying I wouldn't be surprised if they take a little bit of a step back this year just because things worked out perfectly for them uh, in the playoffs to make it to the finals. That hasn't been the case. They just look like a standard championship contender. Yeah, well, they were one and three out of the block. So if you want to take that into consideration, they're 30 and six since then. So, uh, you know, they they have been after that initial start and they had the crazy stuff within the organization. They've certainly rebounded from that. And now the question is, they're they're definitely getting two all-stars. Perhaps they could even get a third one. I I don't think so, but... uh, they're probably uh, they've got a strong case as, as strong as any other team has for getting three and they're, and they're a lead on both ends of the yeah. floor they have their closers like Trey said everybody they throw in there seems to produce like you know their five centers anyone they go that gets trucked into there or thrown into the fire is, uh, is fantastic my hot take at the halfway mark mm. of the season I think we're getting Suns Bucks in the finals again I think these teams are just so good one through basically ten that barring an injury to them I, 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 I wouldn't be shocked to see them there again because mm. they've obviously gone through the reps Bucks winning the title Suns know what it's all about now you've got Chris Paul as your leader they're just damn good basketball teams um, so that'll be my hot take here okay. mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I yeah. need to see Spice Brooke Lopez come back to, to believe the Bucks sure. can okay. go to the finals sure. that's a huge question for me so who is your pick ultimately you gave yeah, us all the trailers so yeah. are you going I'm, you're obviously going one of those five but where are you going for the team of the yeah. first half well, maybe I just want to sit back and critique the movies and not pick one. <laughs> oh wow! Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a. 
It's tough. You know, the, the Suns have been, obviously, as you guys said, so consistently good. They have been 6-4 and four over their last 10. They have come back to earth just a touch. But so have the Jazz. So, so have the, the Warriors. Warriors. Yeah. Uh, right. Yes, but I, I would pick the Warriors. I, I think the Warriors at the beginning of the season, uh, obviously, we had no idea that they were going to come out of the gates like this. And Steph consistently said, you know, we, we're going to have three sort of iterations of this team. We're going to come out of the blocks, then we're going to have Clay, and then we're going to have this team that ramps up for the playoffs. So this this little little weird stretch, it's it's not too shocking, I guess, when you factor in the, the Draymond Green, factor in new Clay, which I think is really throwing them off. Uh, they're they're just seeking Clay out at the beginning of games, and we've always said that this team is sort of an ebb and flow type team, and they've just been taken out of their flow because they're looking for Clay every possession, especially Steph. Uh, to me, and I'm making excuses for them. I, I don't know. I mean, this is uh, you're picking this is a great season. You're definitely picking the Warriors. Yeah, because yeah. to me, it's like also like which team. Do you talk about the most? Do you want to talk about the most? <laughs> and, you know, I think the Warriors are high on your list. On a lot of people's list. So I think it's fair to have them yeah. uh, as the... But not... Fe- the Phoenix half. Phoenix is uh, obviously going under the radar. Totally. A totally. I 100% agree with that. Yep. You know, we don't talk about them enough. I don't think the rest of the NBA media talks about them enough. But, again, we've said before, that's almost a compliment oh, in, it in is. a backwards way. Because yeah. it's like, oh, they won again. Oh, they dominated again. Yep. Yep. Oh, you know, it doesn't matter who's it's, playing. It's, it's spursy. It's jazzy. Yeah, spursy. As, yeah. It's buxy over the last couple years. And uh, Lee slipped it in there, the Robert Sarver investigation that has <laughs> been happening over the last few months we've heard nothing in terms of the outcome of that and it hasn't affected them one iota no not on the floor all right our next question here at the nba halfway mark biggest surprise trey which team are you going with biggest surprise physically (laughs) and mentally for me, it's got to be the Cleveland Cavaliers yeah. coming in. You say Bump. Evan Mobley. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, wow. yeah, you, guys, buddy. you guys are in sync today. Yeah, we're fist pumping like crazy <laughs> over here. People were telling me it was risky to go across the table for a fist bump <laughs> from Lee, bad. but it's, it's not, not that bad. bad. Yeah. I think they were more worried because Lee left Tass hanging, notably. <laughs> right, uh, yeah. right, right, uh, When right. we were in the office once upon a time. <laughs> <laughs> and that Scary was a times. side by side. Yeah, that that would actually come up under biggest disappointment, missing on a fist pound like that. But biggest surprise has got to be the Cavs. I was like, there is no way that this is going to work having seven foot Evan Mobley next to seven foot Jarrett Allen. But apparently, having two seven footers out there is really good for your defense. They even had success with Lowry Markin in playing the three. I don't think he's had a great season, but he's been able to stay on the court. Yep. They've had a ton of injuries. They've fallen back a little during the injuries, but they've kept their head above water. And I've been a little, a little hesitant to actually believe in the Cavaliers this year because I thought it was going to be a replay of last season when Lee was showing up wearing his Sexland shirt, flexing. <laughs> they had the huge game against the Nets, and then we never talked about him again for the second yeah. half of the season. You look at the expanded standings, they haven't been great against 500 teams, so I'm like, they're going to fall off eventually, but they haven't. They look like they should at least be a top six team in the Eastern Conference this year, and that's definitely not what I was expecting coming into this season. I mean, it's been a long time since we've had a Cavs team with no LeBron. <laughs> win a bunch of games mm. and look legit and uh, that's Cleveland there I assume that's your pick here for the biggest yeah surprise. I think I think so I, I think it hasn't been talked about how they overcame all those injuries as well they lose essentially their their you know, their leading scorer when Colin Sexton went down and then Ricky Rubio who ended games for them mm-hmm. and so two of your lead guards it's it's shocking uh, how they've been able to handle it but it just shows that Darius Garland in the backcourt Jared Allen Evan Mobley 
are foundational pieces for them to go through the last few years. Like the Bulls have been horrendous the last few years in the Eastern Conference. The Cavs have essentially matched them at being horrendous. Yeah. And now they have three pieces that any team would want. And uh, I, I think, again, to to build around those guys. And then, yeah, a lot of those guys come out uh, and you know, even up and down the roster, everybody that they throw in there have been great. And it's such a unique style of basketball as well to play three seven-footers and to be really good at it. I will throw the Minnesota Timberwolves in there as well as a surprise. I, I know they've been up and down, but they've got grit, I think, when uh, it comes down to the end of games. And I'm surprised that I, that comes out of my mouth. Uh, but I think they're like a 500-ish gritty kind of team. Okay. And that's surprising uh, to me. The way they've changed it. D'Angelo Russell can play defense. I mean, then he'll fall asleep and not box out, <laughs> as we saw with the Conjar moment last night. Uh, but uh, I don't know. I, I, I think... <sighs> Like these young teams, it's it's easy to sort of get get yourself for me to you know get get excited about, and the Wolves are definitely one of those teams, and they have been fulfilling their promise to some degree this season. Mm. I think there's only real three candidates, and you threw the Wolves in there, so maybe that's a fourth for surprise team. I think it's either the Cavs, it's the Grizzlies, or maybe the Bulls too, because I don't think a lot of people would have had Chicago as the number one team in the Eastern Conference outside of Trey Kirby. Yeah. Um, so who do you go with, or is it the Wolves or another team that I'm forgetting? It, it, it is the Grizzlies for me because, yeah. especially again, they've won eleven in a row, so they've uh, they've they're peaking at the right time as far as giving out mid-season awards here. Sure. They were ten and ten at one point, and Jar went down, and I think I said on the show like they've got to hang on for dear life now, and they instead went ten and two uh, in his absence. And since he's come back, there was a bit of a rough sort of readjustment there, but now they are rolling, and I. I just think it's not just all Jar going out there and having sort of, you know, like Westbrook-like numbers when he was on the Thunder. He's actually he's obviously playing in, at an incredible level, but there are so many guys like Desmond Bain. We've talked a lot about him. Tyus Jones coming off the bench. Jaron Jackson looks like he's starting to really fulfill that yep. potential that we've seen. Um, and they're well coached. Their defense has improved from dead last to eighth in the league in like a blink of an eye somehow. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that, to me, is really the biggest sign. It's like they are starting to defend well. They're leading the league and steals and blocks. You saw it again there last night a couple of times against the, the Wolves. They just get out and trap and get that ball out in transition and they're away with it. So They just get more shots than other yeah, teams yeah. because of the work they do on the glass and then the like second you said, chance points, yeah. Uh, turnovers. And guys like Brandon Clark who's also been very, very good for them coming off the bench there. Like athletic at both ends and just providing uh, you know support for the star, superstar player there in Jar Morant. Now Jar was leading the league in scoring I think in the first week or two of the season. That's dropped back but that's fine because they're winning games. Uh, so, yeah, the fact that they right now are 30 and 14 is a complete shock. The Bulls being best team in the East so far, definitely a shock, mm-hmm. but more a sort of one you could have been sold on perhaps at the start of the season. I don't think I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have bought stock if someone said Grizzlies 30 and 14. No way. No thanks. No, yeah. no, you know. yeah. um, but, you know, I think just with everything that's going on in the East, it's like, well, they got DeRozan, they got Lonzo Ball, you know, maybe this is starting yeah. to turn around. Yeah. And, um, they, and they missed their best player for a quarter of their games in John Morant. Like, that's... Yeah. The Grizzlies did. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, sure. yes, yes. Um, but, but then after that as well, the Cleveland Cavaliers, uh, yeah, they, they've been such a fun team to watch. Yeah, you know, they've been just great at home there. Uh, the Ricky Rubio injury is just a real, real deflating blow. I think everyone was kind of pulling for Ricky Rubio, seeing him have success in that role there. Kevin Love has been I mean, that might be the most surprising yeah. thing in this whole thing. Like He's Kevin happy. Love, happy in this yeah. role off the bench, ah. 20 minutes per game, but contributing. Like yeah, absolutely. 14 and yeah. 7 in limited yeah. minutes. And, and, it, and it feels more like the substance there. As it wasn't last year, it was like, wow, they're sort of hot early in the season. They dumped Andre Drummond. They were like, you're playing too well. We don't want to win. Now it's like, 
Cavs absolutely have to be looking at top four in the Eastern Conference as their goal for this season. Oh wow! I mean, like That's one hell of a goal. I know. No it's, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying I'm not saying they necessarily will get there, but no. th- I think they look at where the Eastern Conference standings are right now and think this is a good young team we've got. We've got a, a, a way that's winning. That should be at least what we're aiming for. Sure. I mean, mm-hmm. I think they just want to let's get our young guys in Garland, Allen, and Mobley into a playoff series. I mean, that's just awesome uh, experience. Get yeah. some reps, even if you lose uh, in six or whatever in a first round series as the fifth or sixth or whatever seed. That's okay because you got to get into those like pressure pack moments and see how those guys uh, handle it. And four seed, that's a well, little I'm high, but that's in what the they playoffs, should be absolutely. Yeah, that's that's where they should be. They're two games back of the Bucks now. You think the Bucks are going to get better? Uh, the Nets as well. The Heat. So it's going to be tough. But from what they've shown us yeah, so they're far, in the mix. yeah, yeah, they you are. Know, then, then it's not like they, you know, they're eight games back or anything like that. Think a couple of things go right for them, and they could be there, especially it, with so many teams being affected. The Sixers are ahead of them, right? Well, actually, the Sixers they're tied with them right now. But the Sixers, it's it's a little unclear exactly how good they're going to be for the second half of the season. We've talked about the Cavs so much that I, I call JB Bickerstaff Bernie Bickerstaff. Yes, I, none I, of us I, caught it exactly. Yeah. We've said it so much. I even made a, a very timely weekend at Bernie's joke when I said it, and nobody called <laughs> yeah. me out either for the joke or for for saying that. that <laughs> but was you his slip wrong those name. in sometimes. I know he like, does it all yeah, the time. It, it's <laughs> like, yeah, but I called him Bernie Bickerstaff. Yeah, but I know. Obviously, you, it's you a did, name yeah. that has been in NBA history. Does so that JB probably, stand for Junior Bernie? <laughs> I think it might. Probably. <laughs> probably. <laughs> I, mean, probably. I, uh, I think he just doesn't want to go by Bernie. John Blair. Oh. Really? Oh. Yeah. Nice. Fact check there. <laughs> oh. Wow. Junior Bernie to me. <laughs> yeah, Junior me Bernie's is, he, is Bickerstaff like... Two Blairs the... in two days, by the way. We had a Blair... Rasmussen. 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 Yeah. yeah, there you go. Say it again. Rasmussen. There you go. <laughs> um, is Bickerstaff the, the front runner for coach of the year? I know it's not the sexiest award in the world, but... Taylor Jenkins. You think so? Yeah. Grizzlies are in third. Yeah. I mean, the Cavs, we're talking about the Cavs so much. They're a game out of the seventh spot yeah. in the Eastern Conference. The Hornets are right there. You know, we're t- something, a, a good week and a bad week is going to mean a lot in the second half of this season. It's a bloodbath from like six through 12 in the East, but the Grizzlies are running away with a home court advantage and they missed their best player for a quarter of the season. True. I think Taylor Jenkins is the guy. The, the counter to that is Taylor Jenkins hasn't been there like for the last five yeah. games or whatever. Yeah. And uh, like all these coaches that they have just filling in, they continue to win. I'm yeah. just kidding. Of course. Yeah. He's probably at the top. Yeah. Bigger staff's going to get some votes. Yeah, yeah, Bernie, yeah. Junior <laughs> Bernie and John Blair. Uh, all right. Next question. Let's flip it on its head here halfway mark biggest disappointment lee where are you going uh, staying very close to home here at the atlanta hawks mm-hmm. they've mm-hmm. been dismal dismal the season started <laughs> off great down at the fortress i was there first game we won by we won by <laughs> we, 30 against God. the uh, dallas mavericks they look great i thought this is exactly what i wanted to see like a convincing <laughs> victory at home just uh, that carry on from last season yeah. and it started off great and they were eight and one at home at one point. Now they've lost nine in a row down at the Fortress. Uh, but their defense has just been abysmal. Offense dismal they're, they're, and abysmal. Dismal and abysmal. <laughs> um, their offense is deceptive. I think it's fourth in the league right now. I mean, but it just doesn't mean anything if the other team is their their offense is so much better than your defense. Yeah. And that's the problem here with the Hawks. They made the trade yesterday for Cam Reddish. Now we we discussed it. And we think there's something more happening there because that can't be the move. You get a guy who's not even really going to play and a first round pick in uh, it, it, from the Knicks. So there's got to be something else here. Travis Schlenk has talked about it. He's addressed it. It's like yeah. This this is not working. They need to uh, they need to figure out what they're doing going forward. Is John Collins a part 
of this future. They signed him to a nice extension in the offseason. I think he should be, but maybe not. Maybe they're like, you know what, we need to mix it up a little bit here. But just... Um, Trey Young had the 56-point game against the Portland Trailblazers. It came in a loss. He's been okay. I think he's been. I think he's been decent, actually. But mm-hmm. that's about it. Uh, offensively, he's been back to sort of his best. I think he becomes. Uh, I think he will be an All Star. But uh, that's it for the Hawks. Otherwise, it's been very, very bad season for them. Um, they need to make some changes because they are not even close to the playing tournament right now, and that will be a complete disaster considering they made the Eastern Conference Finals and led the Milwaukee Bucks yeah. 1-0 last season. Yeah, for sure. Very disappointing. Um, I think the Hawks would be on a lot of people's list here. Are there any other teams that come to mind? Well, I wonder, you know, we'll get to the trade a little bit later, but if the Hawks are making a little addition by subtraction with the Cam Reddish, I'm high on Cam, super high on Cam, but the reports yesterday... Cam's high on Cam. Cam's high on Cam, <laughs> which we knew. Yeah. Uh, which yeah. we knew, and, and, and the way he shoots the ball uh, when he comes out... He, He's confident in himself, yeah. uh, but maybe there was a, a locker room rift going on. We'll get into that a little bit more. Looking forward to more Cam talk. But uh, <laughs> as far as disappointments, I, I, I jumped to De'Aaron Fox. I know he's your man, mm. uh, just as an ind- individual player. It's I don't I don't want to compare him because it's not right. But you look at John Morant and how he's grown, you know, young player, and you'd think Fox is not necessarily on the same trajectory, but not on a downward trajectory. It's, he just He's can obviously get to any spot he wants on the floor. He's super duper fast, and that's that's where the comparison uh, with Jaw has to come in a little bit for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, watching him on the floor, and uh, the shooting hasn't gone well. the The body language hasn't gone Defense well. Defense is uh, brutal. Defense is he bad. He should be so mm-hmm. much better. Yeah, <laughs> but then again, plays for the Kings and. Is he already at the point of his career? Like, get me the hell out of here. Yes. <laughs> yeah, he signed his big deal. Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> yes. Yes, but he's not playing with pride. Yeah. There you so, go. so yeah, no. maybe it changes if he gets dealt. But twenty-four uh, percent from three. Yeah. yeah. Uh, for for the way the game's played as a point guard these days, that should be way higher. He had now. one good year. Yeah. Thirty-seven percent. Yeah. In his second season but there. Um, like so anomaly. so but but that's the thing that should be improving even if it is only incrementally yeah, yeah, not yeah. taking a huge step back like yeah. that. I mean yeah he he should be respectable. Three of his other three of his four previous years were you know respectable Westbrook levels at least. Now it's you know way way lower. <laughs> okay, so you're going with a player, De'Aaron Fox. Yeah. Man, wow. That's, that hurts yeah, right it here, does. right it does. here. Um, but as for teams, Trey, again, I said the Hawks. I think the Blazers are probably in the mix. The Lakers, definitely, they're a 500 team, and the Celtics are basically a 500 team, right? Am I? Is there anyone I'm missing, or would you go with one of those? I think you hit on all of them. Uh, the Blazers, for me, I had them kind of struggling to make the play in tournament coming into the season just because they're a super shallow team and a lot of their success last year was Dame Lillard being incredible in Dame time that hasn't been the case this year obviously he's been missing time as well and with him missing time with McCollum missing time they just don't have enough players to be competitive uh in the Western Conference Celtics they're the same team they were last year like I think we're seeing that you can change your coach but the thing that really matters is changing your players same thing happened with the Pacers. Same thing happened with the Kings, right? Like, it's all about the players. It, you got to do something else besides just your coaches. Um, so the other, only other one I would throw into the mix has got to be the Pelicans because they had such a bad start. 1-12 to start the season, but they've been winning games ever since. They're up to 16-26 and 26 now, but if you lose... 12 of your first 13 games, you're really behind the eight ball. So we haven't seen Zion yet. Brandon Ingram has been playing great, but it's hard to make up that kind of a deficit 
even though this is a long season. And, you know, maybe with the Blazers falling off, they'll have a chance to get in there. It's going to be uh, Minnesota, Sacramento, and New Orleans Woo-hoo! going for the 10th seed in the Western Conference. Uh, let's circle back in <laughs> April to say who was the most disappointing team. And we can choose one of those two that doesn't <laughs> make it. And, that's, and then you see some of these stats, some of these five-man lineup stats, and the Pelicans have the sixth best one in the league. With with you know they found the right players. Uh, and, do you know who but they, do they, they the play? Of enough? No, no, I mean I don't. Oh, it's, Herb. Yeah, I was going to say Herb, Herb is found yeah. into the mix. Yeah. Uh, you know Devontae Graham, <laughs> yep. Josh Hart in the backcourt, Herb, and then Ingram and Jonas Valanciunas. Yeah. Uh, it's a good starting lineup. But then even the Blazers have a, a good one as well. But number one, do they play enough minutes? You know, aka also known as injuries and then and then you know the bench coming in as well right. so uh it's they found some chemistry there in new orleans though to so hopefully they can turn it around of all the teams because you picked fox is there one that like jumps out to you as the most disappointing team of those ones maybe i threw at trey well yeah I, like celtics you and i were like higher on the celtics maybe than some people yeah like trey um mm-hmm. i thought i thought last year was just like ugh, it was one of those brutal years disappointing but they'll get back to sort of who they were the levels they had been playing uh years prior maybe the new coach you know just some a fresh voice in the locker room will change things up, and it That's hasn't really Trey's right, um, but I thought it would for sure, uh, no doubt. And the Lakers as well, uh, just because they're in the friggin' headlines day in and day out, <laughs> yeah. but but also just on the floor, not giving uh, enough on the defensive end. You know, it's all on Anthony Davis's sort of shoulders. But as we've as we've mentioned on the show the last couple of years, they've been the number one defense in the league. So you. Th- think it would just sort of carry over with the mm-hmm. same leadership even though they lost some of their defensive players they had Dennis Schroeder manning the point last mm-hmm. year and they were still number one in defense so yeah just the whole entire team there I think they are just you know waiting for the second half of the season so they will be a little different next question here NBA halfway mark breakout performer I like this one Trey where are you going there's only two candidates and it all comes down to age if you're a young guy it's John Morant mm-hmm. He could win MVP this season. It's not out of the cards, I don't think. I mean, Steph, we said he was a runaway winner. People have caught up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, Giannis is going to be part of a uh, in the mix, of course. Kevin Durant's going to be in the mix. But, I mean, Jaw's making his case right now. And this is really the Derrick Rose season for him. A huge jump yep. uh, in respect around the league and just control on the court and his approach to the game. Derrick Rose won MVP his third season. Ja could, and I don't know. It's either that or the 0-1 Iverson season, if you want to compare it to that, where there's one guy whose force of personality just lifts everybody else. That's what's happening. The other one is DeMar DeRozan for the old guys. He's never had this much buzz mm-hmm. in his NBA career. Uh, when he was making all-star teams with the Raptors, he was a 1.5 guy there. I think we all would say that Kyle Lowry was the leader of that team, but DeRozan has become the leader for the Bulls team, even though Zach Levine's having a good season. DeRozan is in the mix for MVP as well. Hit a bunch of clutch shots, great fourth quarter scorer, and everybody now appreciates what he's done to grow his game, both with the Raptors and what he did with the Spurs becoming a really solid playmaker. So I think that everything has just kind of worked out well for DeRozan to like really be appreciated this year now that the Bulls are doing well and people are seeing the full complement of his game. Yeah. Yeah. And entering that huge market has obviously helped. He's number one in all-star voting, which is shocking to me. Yeah, you you mentioned like at the beginning of the season, if you said the Grizzlies were at this mark, of course not. But also DeMar being number one in voting, I I would be (laughs) incredibly shocked. Yeah. Looking back to his Toronto tenure, I went back and, and just wondered how high did he get? 
How high do you think Top he got? Top five, maybe? What, in MVP voting? No, no, no. Uh, All-star like, voting. Uh, All-star uh, voting. East backcourt. East backcourt. Eighth. No, at, like at his best, uh, it, he got way better. He got second. I'm oh, surprised. Wow. Okay. I'm surprised. Okay. He was voted uh, among fans. So... Yeah, I don't know if I'm just... Uh, people like tomorrow. Yeah, yeah people, people really do. But it, yeah. but it, no, but it is shocking to see him number one with a bullet. Like, he's mm. absolutely up there. And and similarly, John Morant is now number two after the second returns have come out. Small market Memphis Grizzlies, John Morant. That is, yeah. that is huge. Mm. She passed Luca. And for that is that is phenomenal. Those, phenomenal are, those are two great great selections there for breakout performance. It's like the cream of the crop, though. We're yeah. like at the top here with John yeah. Morant and DeRozan. Is there anyone else that you think has had a really good first half of the like season? Like who's most improved so far? Nah, is that, is that? I don't want to say most improved, <laughs> but uh, yeah. Well, I, I, I would say a couple of guys. I think Desmond Bain has been really, really good for the mm-hmm. Grizzlies. Um, you know, shooting the ball so well. Uh, great defensive player. He's sort of taken a step up as a mature age, uh, uh, second-year guy. And then Tyler Hero has been... Uh, I mean, he's been to the finals. He ha- He's had some good moments in the bubble there. Yeah, but that was two years ago. Uh, yeah. <laughs> So, you know, um, as far as a breakout star, I mean, he's yeah. he's definitely in the mix for an, for the All-Star game right yeah. now. Uh, coming off the bench, I think he's probably the uh, sixth man of the year front runner right now. Um, so I, I think those two guys have been the ones who have been pretty consistent for their teams in, in sort of like being that second star. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the thing with the Heat is, you know, Bam's been out for so long. Jimmy Butler's missed so much time. So on the basis of games played Tyler may have been their best player this season you know just on that so uh, and they're and they're, uh, second in the Eastern Conference right now the Miami Heat so yeah. um, they're being overlooked for sure yeah. in terms of just like their win-loss record because of all those things he said uh, I have Tyler Hero on my short list too he might be in the running for most improved too I wonder will we ever get to a point where a player just wants to rack up most improved wins so they have an <laughs> awesome year and then they win, so they so they have a bad year, I should say. Mm. Then they have an awesome year, they win most improved, but then they purposely tank their next year, <laughs> chuck it off the glass, throw it out of bounds, like, like just play like shit. But then flip it around again back. and try and win it again. God, the bad that'd be the long con though, wouldn't it? Like <laughs> I'm gonna be really good this season. I'm just gonna suck next well, season. Well, no one has won two back. most improves. Uh, yeah, I mean you can't really come can on. You? <laughs> Siakam was in the running for it, remembering back to back seasons for a month. Yeah, yeah, Giannis was in sort of uh, in the yeah, conversation yeah, yeah, yeah. as well. Uh, yeah, there was even But that's the that's yeah, the thing that's is uh, let's not get into no, it about is he a star to a superstar or is he a st- you know, yeah, yeah, that's there's levels to this. Exactly. okay, so Tyler Hero yeah, uh, you said uh, Desmond Bain. What about you? Um, well, I- I'll jump. Yeah, Jaw is the one. Yeah. Adam Reed in the stream team throws in a. It's Lance Stevenson. Come on, <laughs> oh, y'all. Okay. Of, of, the, of the last two weeks, kinda breakout. <laughs> yeah. I mean, breakout from G Leaguer to to scoring his most points in an Indiana Pacers uniform. Yeah, just want. I mean, I just want to mention you can put Lance. that down for the next question. Best yeah. moment might be Lance Stevenson uh, stealing the headlines of that Nets game. And one is Kyrie's back. Return, yeah, everybody's going to be wearing and one shoes. So you're going John Moran. Yes, okay. he's again. It's so great to see him at the top of the ballot, very near the top of the All Star ballot at number two. I love, I love the small market love. I'll throw a couple other names I think that had really awesome first halves that maybe surprise some people. Fred Van Vliet. I, I mean, we knew Van Vliet was good. I mean, he got a finals MVP vote for crying out loud from Hubie Brown. But I was skeptical whether this guy could actually be the number one guy when it comes to, like, scoring the ball and setting the table and still playing great defense for a team. And he's, like, proven me and maybe a lot of people wrong. Uh, It's it's crazy. This guy, just when you're like, okay, he has hit his peak. There is no way this guy could possibly go to another level. Well, here he is, and he's in an all-star consideration. He probably will make it at this point with the Raptors' record, you know, improving. So I got Van Vliet down. 
I put Anthony Edwards, yeah. second year player, just having like, a, you know, shooting the ball so much more consistently. You know, if you watched the broadcast last night, I don't know if you guys watched the Grizzlies uh, on the call. You know, Trey has said this before, but I had never heard it on the broadcast. They're like, this is Anthony Edwards' team. Like, it will be if it's not already. I mean, Carly Lee Downs on the team yeah. is a damn good player, is an all-NBA guy and an all-star guy, and even like, you know, it's it was Brevin Knight. Uh, on, <laughs> uh, uh, who is it? Pete, um, Pete Pranica. Pranica. Pranica yeah. on the Grizzlies call. But they're like saying like, it's just a matter of time if it's not there already, which is pretty wild when you think about it. And they might be true. Oh, I think so. I yeah. might be right. Well, I, wonder, I wonder what our friends Dave and Jim, Dave Benz and Jim mm. Peterson are saying on the Wolves call. Oh, I know. I would. But, you, but you saw at the end of the game, so it, it was. He's damn good already. As, yeah. I mean, he should be. He's a number one pick. Like, this shouldn't be surprising. But So is Towns, though. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but Towns takes a backseat in the fourth quarter. There's no yeah. doubt. Yeah. So this is Anthony Edwards' yeah. team. Okay. So I got him there, and then um, you know, a little bit lower down the, I guess, the talent level. Um, Jalen Brunson has been awesome for the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, you know, especially when Luca was out there, he was doing a fantastic job, sort of keeping them afloat. So he's uh he's going to get paid, uh, and right yes. so I think. Yeah, this is the year. I, I just uh, I don't want you to get too excited about the Fred VanVleet being an All Star, though. Obviously, he deserves it. It could. I'm feeling be. pretty confident about it. I don't know if there was. I don't know if the coaches pick him. So I, I just, I'm just not. So he's certain. gonna get overlooked. There's gonna be too much love for a Lamelo and a Darius Garland and a Tyler Hero maybe. And uh, yeah, a Celtic can sneak Beal. in because of yeah. the, the history there. They've you know, Jason Tatum has been an All Star. Jalen Brown is doing some crazy things. It's 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 easy I think to overlook the Fred VanVleet season for some I think. I just, you know, right now, obviously, everybody can ride it. We're riding it. We're feeling good. He's playing out of his head. But when it comes to the, the 15 coaches when they pick, I guess it's all 30 coaches pick both conferences. That's a great question. Or do just the East pick the East? I, th- I think it's only, I think it is by. It's only the yeah, Eastern Conference coaches so. pick the Eastern Reserves. So, yeah. Okay, okay so I yeah. guess it's the 14 coaches because <laughs> yeah. the Raps coaches can't yeah. pick their own guy. Anyway. Uh, Where does Dwayne Casey be... fall then on that? Does he go? Ooh. I think he backs him. <laughs> I do too. I uh, think he's a lock. Ah, yeah, he's a lock. Bet on him. You got to bet on Fred. Uh, final bet question. Fred did, so you Yeah, I know. He continues to. Like, it's <laughs> unbelievable. It's, yeah, exactly. He's at the crafts table. He's yeah. hot, man. Just yeah. keep, keep you know, just yeah. like, do whatever he's doing because yeah. he's got it going. All right, final question here. NBA halfway mark. Best moment. You can go anywhere you want with this, Tass. Uh, I won't get cute. Okay. Uh, I will lead with the leader, Steph Curry becoming the three-point king. It's a memorable one. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I quite. I didn't, I, I didn't think of that one to be honest. Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, I didn't so, remember that actually. <laughs> that was last night. He became the three-point king. He broke the record just last night. Yeah. <laughs> what record? Oh, oh he's breaking yes. every game. <laughs> he's technically Boo. right. Hey man, I hope we get to. Uh, a universal fist bump here all around the table by the end of, by the, put it in yeah. by the, by we all gotta agree on a point though yeah maybe we'll get there yeah. Uh, but yeah I, not just for the moment itself yeah. where the game stopped in Madison Square Garden but it started before that it, it's, it was kind of a, a two week event where yeah. we were waiting for it to happen and we were all getting a little giddy <laughs> and it became a little absurd because we thought maybe he could break the single game record to break the all time record at the same time he only has to hit 16 
fourteen in yeah. one game. Yeah, you can do it. it. You can set, do it. Set the record to break the record. Yeah. We just got a little ahead of ourselves, yeah. but I love that it also showed Steph is human because he started pressing, he started pushing. And he said it afterwards uh, that those games against Orlando, when we thought he could hit sixteen threes, uh, and you know, leading up to the Madison Square Garden moment, so that was that was nice. And then the moment itself, I thought was. A lot of the times, I don't remember any of these moments. Yeah. When, it, when we when we stop and look at NBA history, yeah, Ray passing Reggie, I did not remember that. Had to go look it up, but yeah, the play stopped. The uh, Warriors committed a foul. Uh, Steph got the ball and was very emotional. Hug dad, hug mom. Uh, the uh, the NBA made it a three and a half minute break instead was, of a two and a half minute really break. Cool. They stretched it out, yeah. and it was in Madison Square Garden, yeah. so it all worked out well. And yeah, Steph was extremely you know, emotional and uh, obviously demonstrative. So yes, I'd say Steph. Okay, where are you going, Lee? Best moment. Let me ask you a question. Do you think Kevin Durant regrets not going <laughs> to the Nick? <laughs> <laughs> Video. Oh my god! First game of the <laughs> We had Cuomo, we had the Blasio, it was Rob Shit! Wow, that's got to get a fist bump. Oh, yeah, that was great. Okay. Oh, nice. <laughs> Bing pong video. Uh, yeah. well, I mean, just the whole game. Double overtime <laughs> game. Great stuff. And then the Knicks fans just bringing it afterwards. Uh, and then they had another incredible game against the Celtics. Yeah. Coming back from 24 down, RJ Barrett hitting the, the, the banked in-game winner. So uh, yeah. there's been some great moments, but I think we got off to a great start there with that video, that game, and uh, fans back in the garden and everything it was great <laughs> okay wow i totally i didn't think of that one either you guys are bringing it here these are awesome um what about you Trey? I, I had bing bong number one on wow. my list especially with the sequel like you're saying that was the game when julius yep. randall was yeah. bringing yeah. fans back yeah. right yeah. a lot was happening i had a uh, steph was on my list as well i yep. would add DeRozan hitting back-to-back totally. game winners on the 31st and the first uh, the other two I would add is Ja Morant's block yeah. with his armpit at the American <laughs> flag on the backboard. And the last would be Dirk Nowitzki's jersey retirement mm. with that beautiful statue. Yeah. <laughs> that was a great jersey retirement. Even Adam Silver's like, I've been to a lot of these. Nobody does it like the Mavericks. Yep. I thought it was awesome. Uh, you know, they started with a, like a performance that had a drum line and a symphony and a dude just wailing on guitar. I was like, they're putting every form of music into one form of music here, only in Texas. <laughs> and it just kept getting better and better after that. So that, that's my top five for a mm. great moments so far this season. Those are great. The only ones I would add, Clay Thompson's return was pretty cool. You know, it, it would have, sure, would have been better if he popped off for like, you know, 25 or yeah, 30 or hit 10 threes. Yeah, but it was still, it was really cool. Like all the, the videos and all the articles that we saw in The Athletic and stuff like that and how emotional he was coming back. So I'd add that. And then just in terms of pure craziness on the floor, Devonte Graham's 60 footer uh, yeah. that he one. banked in after Shea Gildas Alexander hit some crazy 30 footer to tie it up uh, against the, the Pelicans, I think has to be included. That was just like, yeah, I forgot all about see, that. Yeah, yeah not, you know, it wasn't even that long ago, yeah. really, was it? So uh, that's what I would throw on there. But yeah, I had the block as well from John Morant, and and uh, I had DeRozan's game winners back to back too. But let's hear from everybody out there. That's a fun one. Best moment from uh, the first 
halfway point or up to the first um, what am I trying to say from the first half, uh, half the is all I'm trying to say <laughs> yeah. I wanted to add the word mark and point in there but uh, <laughs> I don't know why I was jamming it I do have a trivia question though for you oh awesome yeah <laughs> before we take our first break <laughs> <laughs> um, so nobody said for their best moment Trey Young going for um, 56 points Fair enough. Like, I mean, the Hawks have been yeah. sort of very disappointing, as we talked about. But can you guys name the the six guys this season? Trey already one of them, so five left to score forty seven points or more this Steph. season. Steph did right. Steph scored fifty. Uh, yeah. Anthony Edwards. He scored forty eight. Yeah. Good job. We so have good. Trey with the fifty six. Uh, so he's the leader. There's Jason a, Tatum. No. Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown, uh, fifty. Yeah, he got yeah, a fifty. Yeah. Just did it. Uh, yeah. You have one more guy that scored over fifty, and then you've got a, a forty-seven, which is maybe the, probably the most difficult to remember. But uh, these are great, <sighs> great players, and they're in the restaurant. I'll give you that. Embiid. No. Kevin Durant. Fifty-one from KD. Whoa! Forgot about that. Yep. And then one more guy. Forty-seven is a tough one. You said. Yeah, I mean, like, just why would you remember a forty-seven point game? This guy. It feels he's at the table, though, is he? Oh, he's at the table. <laughs> oh, he's at the table. Not oh. Jokic. Embiid. Not Embiid. Giannis? Giannis. Huh. 47-point game. Yeah, yeah, he's good. He's good. Yeah, he's, he's good. <laughs> he probably he's had good. 20 boards in that game, too, <laughs> and eight assists and four blocks or something like that. Uh, there we go, because I know you have trivia coming up later. I do so have a little. Get, yeah, sprinkle yeah, it in. Get the juices yeah, flowing. Yeah, get the yeah, juices flowing, yeah. all right? Okay, guys, we're going to take our first break. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about the Hawks-Knicks trade. you got the top five. We still got rapid fire, so don't go anywhere. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, yesterday the Atlanta Hawks traded forwards Cam Reddish and Solomon Hill and a 2025 second-round pick to the New York Knicks for forward Kevin Knox and a protected 2022 first-round pick by way of Charlotte. If you want to hear our immediate reaction to the trade, check out the 10-minute or 11-minute video we posted on the No Dunks YouTube channel yesterday where we all weighed in, but we've had some time to think about it, Tass. Um... You know, have you changed your opinion of the Knicks acquiring Reddish and the Hawks getting a pick and why they got a pick here and what they're doing next, if they are? Well, I was high on the Knicks getting Cam Reddish. I see the potential there. And the idea of Cam Reddish is better than what he's shown on the floor. He's the type of player you can get excited for in NBA history. He's got a he's got one of those, you know, the typical three and D body yep. out there is ridiculously athletic. Uh, you know, it's like one of those guys in NBA history, like your Anthony Randolphs. Like, this guy can do it all. Yeah. And so I get pumped for him. This, these articles that have come, down, come out in the last uh, 12 hours from Chris Kirshner at The Athletic basically saying uh, he didn't want to be there. He wanted a bigger role, and right. he was a problem in the locker room. Maybe there's a touch of that, but 
a lot of reports about John Collins saying the same thing. And even, you know, to some degree, Trey Young as well. So if I'm the Knicks, I take a chance on him. And this first round pick coming back, you'd think that the Hawks could get maybe a touch more. But as we said yesterday, maybe not. I hope it is for a, a next step, though. I hope it's a prelude for the Hawks to make another move. They get a first round pick to trade something because it doesn't really make sense to me to just sit on this first round pick when you're uh, an okay team. What do you think? Well, if he wanted his way out of Atlanta, he got it, and he goes to the New York Knicks, uh, where the expectations from that crowd there will be immediate, like he has to go and make an impact. And the challenge for Cam Reddish will be, if he wants more shots, fine, that's one thing. But what's he going to do in the meantime? Because he's not a great rebounder. He doesn't really um, facilitate the offense. In fact, he's had more turnovers throughout his career than assists. So, you know, it's not something... He's got to add something to his game to make himself valuable when he's not shooting or scoring. We know he does like to shoot that ball. I remember down there the first game of the season against the Mavs he came out firing he was firing away so he wants to show that he can be a guy with instant offense off the bench that's understandable a lot of guys want that but you also have to show you can do more than just that when you're when the shot's not falling when you are you playing defense are you out there helping other guys and do that I don't think he's proven that so far I think it's it's certainly the upside there is that that you feel like this guy could be good but he's really got to show it and it's going to be tough for him with Coach Thibodeau and in New York City. Yeah, he's going to have to prove he can at least try a little bit on defense if he's going to play for tips, I, I would think. Because- 100% he's going to have to play defense because he's not going to have the ball because the Knicks have a ton of guys who have the ball in their yeah. hands already. Julius Randle handles the ball all the time. Off the bench, it's going to be Rose or Quickly. Kemba Walker will eventually come back. That's a guy who plays with the ball in his hands. Even Fournier. And R.J. Barrett is best as a driver, I would argue. So it seems to me Cam Reddish is going to be playing the same role he played in Atlanta. Obviously, that's not what he wants because he's going to be coming up for his second contract pretty soon. So hopefully it works out. You know, they could certainly use some wing help. I would rather be trying out Cam Reddish than sticking with Alec Burks if I'm the Knicks, just because, you know, the theoretical ceiling of Cam Reddish is more interesting to me than Alec Burks at this point in his career and I think it's going to end up all right for the Hawks as well John Collins should get some more touches and I think that you would rather give touches to John Collins than Cam Reddish as well if you're Atlanta hopefully there's another move for the Hawks Mm -hmm. clearing a roster spot here and also adding to the to the asset chest for some sort of move that they may make in the future but I think perhaps this could be a little bit of addiction by subtraction, just being able to make John Collins a little bit happier, getting the ball more often uh, as well. Mm-hmm. Ziller in his newsletter this morning, he you know that idea about getting a pick and what does that mean? What's the next move that the Hawks are going to make? And he's wondering if it's if it's not for Ben Simmons, who is it? Because Simmons brings, or excuse me, Ziller brings up a good point. It's like. In theory, the the Sixers want players, not mm. picks, right? Mm-hmm. Now, maybe they're not in love with Cam Reddish, and maybe this isn't even happening. But then Ziller goes on to, th- to throw out a couple other potential names, teams that are basically tanking or bad, that you could use a pick or two <coughs> to then get this player. Jeremy Grant from the Pistons, he chucks out there. Christian Wood, let's say, from the Rockets. He says Eric Gordon, but he's like, you're probably not trading a first-round pick, even if it's protected for Eric Gordon at this point. But he healed. Harrison Barnes. You know, maybe this, this is something that the Hawks... Are, are thinking here. I have I have play. not been tantalized if I'm Travis Schlenk by any of, any those, of those names, names? right? Well, uh, yeah. So so maybe it's a three team deal where you are appealing to a, a team who's rebuilding with a first round pick mm-hmm. to swing it around to get Ben Simmons, right? Because of all those names, the Hawks are trying to upgrade in terms of their talent level as well. I, I think, and so that's got to be their move, and they still have. A glut of players as well. <laughs> yeah, John Collins will get more touches. They 
I th- in theory, want DeAndre Hunter to be uh, a more have more touches. Bogdan's still there. Herder's still there. So they could still package more players. They want an upgrade, and I, I don't think it's mm. a lateral move, which what I think would be Barnes and, and those types of guys. The other great point from Ziller was, why didn't the Hawks wait until next week to do this? Because the Hawks play the Knicks this Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, are we are we due for a, <laughs> a Cam Reddish revenge game <laughs> against Atlanta? You know he's going to come out firing if yeah. he gets in there. That's probably why they did it. <laughs> right. Yeah, helps the Hawks. <laughs> yeah, so that he's going to just yeah. take a million shots. Exactly. Yeah, true, true. As long as he doesn't pop off for 30. Because he has those games where he does actually. Does he? Connect. Yeah, he's had a... He had that one great game in the playoffs. Six one, for seven from three. I, off the top of my head, I think I was at one here down at the Fortress. Um, I'm pretty sure I was. He's had maybe one or two big, big games here for the Hawks this season. So it happens uh, once in a blue moon. His, his big games stick out. Yeah. That's what I'll say about yeah. Cam Reddish. You remember the flashes much more than you remember the fact that he has more turnovers than his than assists yeah. in his career it's and crazy. this season. You don't want him handling the ball, nah. which I think is the problem is he wants himself handling the ball. There was that report from Chris Kirshner preseason where he says, I need to get back to my old self. I need to play like I did when I was in high school. Yikes. <laughs> All right, let's get to the games last night. The Grizzlies won their 11th straight. They beat the Wolves 116-108. This was the closest game of the night, TK. Uh, and it was and it was it was fun. You know, it was like a little back and forth uh, game. down the stretch. <laughs> I would say watching this entire game, I it wasn't No. It was it was choppy. There was no real great flow to it, but it came down to the wire and obviously <laughs> uh, the Grizzlies made some timely buckets. What would you think? Well, Skeets, you were talking yesterday. It's getting pretty crowded at the MVP table. Restaurants filling up. Need to make room for John Conchar. <laughs> yeah. Jitty wow. was Liddy yeah. last night. <laughs> I thought he had 18 rebounds, but I saw today when I was checking the box score, 17 boards off the bench, two huge momentum plays uh, in the fourth quarter as well. He had a tip dunk to put the Grizzlies up with about five minutes left. Then he really iced things with a three-pointer yeah. with a minute left. Love to see an Illinois boy out there. That's what I thought was a fun game. You're right, it was choppy in the first half, but there seems to be... A little bit of beef between these two teams. Yeah. You know, they're kind of... The Grizzlies have certainly surpassed the Timberwolves at this point, but, you know, they were both kind of like battling to be in the play-in last year. They're both youngish teams who are trying to improve. And I love Patrick Beverly, like, trying to get in John Morant's head. You can't do it, buddy! <laughs> uh, I'm yeah. sorry, that guy is unrattleable. <laughs> and I got to mention it, two straight losses for the Wolves <laughs> since Lee yeah. had yep. them as yep. a winner. And he said, don't worry, next Monday they'll be losers on the show. It's looking yes. like it. Yeah. Smart. Yeah. Uh, well, Patrick Beverly is like, you can't go 0 for 5 from 3 and 1 for 9 from the field and talk trash when your team loses. I, 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 I want to cheer for him. But then there's times I'm just like, come on, man, you've got to understand you, you, you can't be talking trash in this situation to Jar, who's on the thing. Now, Jar actually didn't have a great game no, last no. night. This one felt to me like it was a scheduled loss almost for the Grizzlies. Like, they come, they had the Warriors there the other night, big emotional comeback. They win that game. They've won 10 in a row. It's like, they're just going to drop one here. Right. You know, they're just going to. I thought they were going to lose this game too. Yeah. For good portions of it. Uh, but then but then they hung on. And, and again, to get those other contributions, I thought Jaron Jackson again was really good for them. Desmond Bain. So uh, it's not just uh, Jar Morant. They're not living and dying by him he went 0 for 7 from 3 point range yeah. there last night so uh, yeah that was nobody easy. could hit a 3 last no, night no, no 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 uh, but but their defense I, I continue to be really impressed with the way that they just hustle and get out and force turnovers and create situations for themselves that's a, a really really good skill they've got Towns a couple of times there gets a ball and they just sort of collapse on him and he threw it away or they just basically took it off him uh, and went down so um, 
good stuff from the from the Grizz. Anything to add to the Grizzlies Wolves <clears throat> game? Yeah, there was a lot of misses in this game. Yeah. Uh, speaking of uh, old Minnesota Timberwolves, we talked about Sam Mitchell this week. He was former Raptors head coach when he used to say, "More shots, more shots." He wanted a, <laughs> the Raps to get a hundred shots. It almost happened in this game for both teams, 92 and 96 shots, because there was a lot of misses and a lot of rebounding. But then, yeah, the last six minutes was absolutely entertaining in Memphis to uh, to get guys like John Contract deep off the bench. Uh, they just keep contributing. And so this is extremely solid for that team. And that's I said the Minnesota Timberwolves earlier in the show that they're sort of a surprise team this year, and that's how low the expectations are for this team. They're 20 and 22 now, and uh, I'm still sort of positively surprised by this team because they did fight all the way to the end, and, and D'Angelo Russell sometimes looks good. And they, they I guess they're figuring out their flow there with who's the lead guys at Edwards and Russell, and then Carl Anthony Towns kind of fills in. But Patrick Beverly, I'm just not sure. I'm just not sure if you want him on the floor. I mean, he does exactly. a he does a good thing sometimes, <laughs> and it gets into other people's heads. But it's almost not good for the league at times when he's he's about to cross the line, and John Morant is the you know an MVP type player on the other side, and that's who he likes to go at the you know the best of the best, and the line is it's 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 blurring, and then Beverly's going to cross it at some point. I mean, he's you know obviously in the latter part of his career, but he's one of those guys that. Uh, if you're Adam Silver, you're just kind of watching, like, what what is this guy going to do? He did it you know? to Chris Paul, remember, last season in the playoffs where he gave him that big shove from behind like that. Now, he kind of regretted it. But those are the sorts of things yeah. that could took cause... took out Westbrook? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that was more a sort of uh, in-the-moment play. But the, the, the thing is with Chris Paul is he had time to think about it and go up and do it. So, yeah, he could do some damage. Uh, because he's sometimes he just can't seem to control himself in those God, moments. Patrick Beverly's in your head. Yeah, <laughs> because there are times. There are the times. Are we talking about Beverly. There are times thing. where when he does commit himself defensively, he can be right in the guy's face and cause those problems. But then it's like, okay, just stop there. Well, but then we'll he'll be, give it we'll all back. Talk, we'll, be, you know, we'll be talking about him like a Matthew Delvadova, you know, at some point, like something that he does that takes out a start. How excited were you, Trey? Be honest, that we were going to get some big beef there from John <laughs> Conchart. Were we, were you going to go with um, what I suggested on Twitter to you? Um, it sort of doesn't roll off the tongue, but Conchar broiled beef. Uh, I saw that tweet a lot of times last <laughs> night. Oh. It looks it's like a Deja Rosen boo. <laughs> you know, it looks better typed out, I think, I than thought, it does when you say it. But I thought you were talking about fish. I saw it in, in you put it in a WhatsApp chat. I thought it was a char no, charbroiled. Fish. You know, yeah, kind of charbroiled. Yeah, burgers for sure. Are a thing. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to Harvey's. Right. Harvey's, yeah. Yeah. For sure. That's what I think of when Canadian, I hear Charbroil. Canadian fast food uh, establishment. But okay, so did you have anything better? Did it no, 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 oh, okay. no, no. I, I probably would have gone with Con Charbroil, but... <laughs> I like it. There was, yeah, there was a chance. I was like, he had 15 boards with about five minutes left. It's tough to grab five rebounds in five minutes, but there were a lot of misses going yeah. down last night, so there was a chance, but... Uh, I don't know. A bench beef is pretty, pretty oh. rare. Oh, rare charbroiled oh. bench beef. Oh. <laughs> That's what I would have gone oh, with. Come they, on, Johnny. They kept uh, saying this stat as he got closer and closer to sort of flirting with 20. Uh, the most rebounds off the bench for a Grizzlies player was... Off the bench? Zach Randolph? Zach Randolph. Oh, they 18, did say that. Yeah, they, they said it like pretty that. Yeah. When he was getting so, so close to it. But the vibes, I keep saying it are immaculate with this Grizzlies team. You see what they do? What like do you after? mean when you say that? You I just, just think, keep um, saying it. I just think they're, they, they do 
um, they appear to like really be rooting for each other. Um, again, he was a perfect example. Conchar yeah. after the game, like they're all they all piled on. That they're all running. Good. That boy good. Yeah, that's that's. I mean, look, that happens when you're winning a bunch of games. I get it. They're they're not alone in this, but I think a part of it is probably they're all the same age. Like they're a young team. They're Definitely. all in that same ballpark. Um, you know, outside of I guess Adams is a little bit older. Kyle Anderson is a little bit older. But it's you know it's all these guys that are yeah. twenty to twenty five. Yeah. Um, so that's what I mean by that. They just and and it's and it's I think what I really truly mean by it is it's John Morant. John Morant is he super is the, cool. He's the tone setter, as you said, and he's cool as shit. And <laughs> you know. It's like you get to hang out with the cool guy at school. Mm. <laughs> I don't know why I pointed at you. You get to hang out with the cool guy yeah, at school. Yeah, yeah. yeah I loved when uh, all the dorks would get to hang out with me. That was really exciting. <laughs> I did love John Conchar's uh, interview post-game. Like you're saying, all the Grizzlies swarmed him. They're saying, that boy good. They asked him about the confidence shooting the ball, and he said something along the lines of like, yeah, you know, I'm just going out there and trying to sh- Take shots and make as many as I can. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a real hockey player when he says stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, all right. I hate to say the, the, make this comparison because NBA basketball is way better, but it kind of feels like a college atmosphere. Not only in the arena, just because it's, right. you know because uh, they haven't priced out the common fan. It feels like everybody loves loves being there. Every, obviously, the team is super young. They're rooting for each other. You know, you could feels like a marching band could break out at any moment. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's a great atmosphere, obviously. For sure. Alright, uh, another game, we'll throw it in here. Giannis had a triple-double. The Bucks destroyed the Warriors 118-99. to This was over... Yeah, it was over at the end of the first quarter, definitely at the half. Very bad. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I will go back to the point where the Warriors... They can't find their flow right now uh, on the offensive end. I think part of it is, yes, yeah, seeking out Clay over and over and over again. I know they won with him in the Cavs game, uh, but Steph is just kind of, if you watch him, he's just kind of unsure where he's picking his spots because Clay Thompson is the offense every moment that he's out there because they're just trying to get Clay shots in his limited time out there. <laughs> so I think that's one issue. Obviously, Draymond Green not being there, it's an excuse for this team because the Bucks don't have Drew Holiday, so you can make that excuse. But Draymond Green, he is their motor uh, on both ends, really. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the time with Steph, like he's the guy who handles the ball uh, a lot of it and, and makes everything go on the offensive end. And then you know their defense suffered. You know, we saw Giannis at the beginning of the game. What are you gonna do? <laughs> yeah, he's uh, like, they I'm need gonna Draymond go Green. inside. Got Looney in foul trouble. He's like, I'm going yeah. inside every time. And then, the, and then the Warriors lost Gary Payton Jr. Uh, <laughs> Gary Payton the second uh, in this game. The mitten uh, mm-hmm. that doesn't help your defense, which is already uh, hurting because you're without Draymond Green. But I thought the Bucks just looked awesome. And I would like to like pick a specific thing. DiVincenzo, I thought was like active. You know, he's back recently. Uh, I know he had a stinker of a game when he first returned in terms of shooting the ball, but I thought he was doing all those little things that you want your te- uh, a guy like him to do on a, on a good Bucks team. And then Bobby Portis, same, Bobby. same thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, <laughs> they just looked Bobby. awesome. I he was hot night. Bobby last night for yeah. sure. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's, there was really not much outside that first quarter. The Bucks came out. They'd lost a couple, of course, there to the Hornets. They needed a bounce back. And the uh, Warriors started off slowly, and the Bucks just got ahead, and they never looked back. The Warriors lost two in a row. They're going to lose three in a row because they're resting pretty much everyone tonight. Clay's definitely out. Draymond's still out. I believe Wiggins is out and Steph may even sit out against the Bulls on ESPN. So uh, the Warriors just need to get home. That's uh, been a bit of a rough trip here for them. But yeah, super impressive from the Bucks again. 
Without Draymond there, of course, now, Giannis is a tough defend against anybody, but you just feel that uh, Draymond is certainly a big hole that the Warriors can't really replace. doesn't matter if it's Toscano Anderson. I think he ended up playing it all last night. And uh, and, and Kevin Luna, I mean, Giannis is just feasting on those guys. Yeah. Uh, listen to these other final scores from last night. We had Brandon Ingram scoring 24. Pelicans beat the Clippers 113-89. to SGA and Dort led the Thunder past the Nets 130-109. to and then Willie Barton, Farton Willie Barton, scored 21 <laughs> Willie. as the Nuggets. I don't know why I called him Willie. I'm not sure why I did that. Uh, Nuggets beat the depleted Blazers 140 to 108. I know why you called him yeah, why? Willie. Because yesterday when we popped packs, yeah. we talked about Willie Burton. Burton. That's why. Willie That's exactly Willie. Why. I yeah, like yeah, it, actually. Right. Willie Burton. That's 100% yeah. why I called him Willie. Willie Burton had a 50-point game in 1994-95 right. season. In Same season, season as Dana Barros. There we go. Um, so, yeah, just some... Was he farting? I don't know. Ugly scores. The only one I wanted to bring up here was... The, the thunder over the Nets, I guess, is surprising. <laughs> now, now, Durant didn't play... Mm. It's in Brooklyn, so Kyrie didn't play. So it is Harden. It was a bit of a schedule loss. If you want to, you know, make an excuse for Brooklyn, they were playing their fourth game in five days, and this was a stretch that began with a home victory Sunday over San Antonio, and then a loss the next night in Portland. And I didn't realize this at the time, but the Nets were the first team since Detroit in 1973 to play in the Eastern and Pacific time zones on consecutive days. Hmm. Ugh. That was, that was a rescheduled game, that <laughs> yeah, Blazers game. That's insane. So, yeah, that so, doesn't happen. So, and I think uh, Harden talked about this. Like, they got in for this one last night, like, super. Like, he said he went to bed at, like, 7.30 or something like that that's in what the he morning. Because they got in at, like, 5 in the morning. So, it was always going to be difficult. And then the Thunder just played awesome. SGA 33-10, and 10, 9 assists. Dort 27. Giddy another great game, Lily. Um, and they made a ton of three-pointers, hit 23s, and had a bunch of assists. So... You know, a shocking final score there. Thunder over the Nets. Anything yeah. Dad? Yeah, the, the Nets got their win against the Bulls, so they were like, we don't really care if we win this one. Kevin, take a seat. I'm sort of surprised they played Harden even, really. I thought right. I thought they might have just said, just sit it out. But anyway, they didn't. He played. They lost. Um, <laughs> <laughs> confirmed. Yeah. You know, yeah, that's that's what happened. Hey, good thing we had that great first segment, eh, where we look I know, back at I know. the first half of the NBA I know. season. I know. But that happens sometimes. You, you look, you know, there was the other night where it was the uh, Raptors Suns and the Grizzlies Warriors. The other games kind of stunk. Luckily, all you need is one or two good ones yeah. to make a great day. Yeah, we could go for hours yeah. on one or two games, can't yeah. we? Yeah. Uh, do you guys have anything to add to those blowouts there? Well, that's, that's why the Nets were nominated for Best Picture, but that's why no one will pick them because they have this arrogant feel about them. But you could expect them to at least lay down for three quarters last night. I, th- I thought they would pull it out. I thought they would pull out one quarter and do it, uh, but obviously that didn't happen. Um, yeah, no, I, I will say the the from that the other side, Lou Dort, I saw our friends at Down to Dunk, uh, our, our friends uh, Andrew Schleck. Why would they ever trade Lou Dort? There was talk about them trading Lou Dort really? on the Down to Dunk podcast. Wow. Why? He's very difficult to trade because his contract is <laughs> yeah, so it's like small. Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. You could trade him, but I just don't understand that. Anyway, um, we should have Andrew Schlecht on to explain that because I I think Lou Dort would be <laughs> desired by twenty nine other teams. Yeah, I mean, yeah. especially on the deal. He's but up. he's not a pick. Mm. Yeah. If he were a pick, maybe the Thunder would want <laughs> yeah. to hang on to him. That's, <laughs> that's, a, that's a good point. That would be crazy if they did trade him. Uh, one other thing about the just uh, flying back to Andre Godala, I just had a flashback of uh, the Warriors Bucks. Yanis makes a lot of people look bad, but Andre Godala looked 
super old. Yeah, uh, trying to guard Giannis Antetokounmpo, yeah. and and when he played with the Miami Heat last year, Andre Iguodala also looked super old. So I, I just wonder in the playoffs, Iguodala is in year freaking 18 here uh he's obviously there to support but uh sometimes you got to take him off the floor well absolutely i mean Giannis is in the peak of his physical powers i think right now and andre gudala who's been an incredible defender his whole career just can't keep up with him Giannis can just move around him he can outbody him he's too physical he's too big but again that you know no team is going great we've got the Giannis stopper but Iguodala at this stage of his career is nowhere near that level of being able to slow him down All right, well, as promised, let's have a little top five fun. Top five, top five, top five. Top five, top five. Yeah, top five. Again, inspired by a man named Cheev. (laughs) What a big week it's been for Cheev. Was he on, uh, was it him when he was shooting the free throw this week? Earlier this week? Holy moly. It was, was it last Celtics. Yes, uh, Chief is a Celtics fan. Yeah, I think we, it was. we showed yeah. you at one point uh, him taking a shot down on the uh, on the parquet floor there. Um, <laughs> we showed you a Chief highlight yeah, this week. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of hats, a lot of green hats. We always like to say you got achieved. Still not really sure why we say that, except it's fun to say. But anyway, he sent in uh, an email, and it's inspired a top five lead because he wrote, Dear No Donkey Bunch, if Damian Lillard stays in Portland for the rest of his career and never wins the NBA Finals, would he be the best player without a championship to play his entire career with one team? Hmm. And I think it was Tass said, well, that's a damn good question, Chief. Yeah. That could be a great top five for our yes. man Lili, yeah. our yeah. historian here. Yeah. So uh, that's that's what you've done here. You've got, you, have, you have the top five players to never win a championship but played only one, one franchise, team. yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, when I first saw it and I thought, okay, and a couple of just sort of pop into your head straight away, then you dig a little deeper and you're like, okay, there's something more to this. So uh, <laughs> initially I started looking at this as just a, hey, what about this guy? But that's kind of no fun if I just say, here's five guys. So right. um, I've gone for a top five, but it's an all-star starting top five. So three front court and two back court okay. players. Like okay. 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 Um, and then afterwards, I've got a little bit of a take. So we'll see how we go with that one, okay? A little bit of a take Tee here. up that take, bro. Yeah. Okay, the first spot goes to a guy who played 12 seasons with the same team. Uh, career averages of 15 points and six rebounds, 867 games and another 100 in the playoffs, a one-time All-Star. He made the NBA Finals once. Any guesses? A big man, not American. Oh, okay. This is maybe a little more difficult. One-time All-Star, you said? One-time All-Star in 1998. What did you say about the Finals? One Finals Jeez. appearance in the year 2000. Uh, not, not American. American. Yeah. And only teamer. one all-star. Yeah. 12 years. Yeah. No. Big guy. Had a nice little mid-range sort of jump shot on him. Um, wow. Yeah. I, got, I have got nothing. He's right? got a every, short every name. Every player I think of is like, nope, he played for another team. Oh, nope, he played for another team. I think he's team. only got eight letters in total in his, uh, <laughs> his name. <laughs> Joe, Joe Smith played for a million Don't teams. Don't tease me like that. Uh, yeah. 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 Yao Ming is one letter short and didn't make a final. Um, yeah. Way too many all stars. Yeah. Rick Smith. Oh, shout out to the street nice. team. Good job coming through Smith. with that one. Rick Smith. Yes. Uh, Indiana Pacers there. Rick Smith. Rick Smith is on this list. <laughs> Rick Smith was an all star. <laughs> yeah, I know, but this is top five all time. Okay. Hey, look. Yeah. Hey, yeah. This is front court. Now, right. now he's playing. Uh, he's playing power forward. Uh, I mean, it's front court, so I can I can maneuver it because the other man is also seven foot four inches tall. Uh, sadly, no longer with us, Mark unfortunately. Eaton. Mark Eaton. Yes, okay. he uh, played about the same amount of games as Rick Smith. 
points with 875 regular season, 74 playoff games. Now, modest career averages, but this is why he's in. Uh, two-time defensive player of the year, five-time all-defense uh, member, led the league in blocks four times uh, throughout the uh, four times four seasons he led the league in block uh, one year he, ra- he averaged 5.6 blocks per game and he still holds the single season record with 456 blocks in a season to put that in some perspective Rudy Gobert has only had 200 blocks in one season and Miles Turner the current leader this season is on pace for around 230 so barely halfway wow, there Double. so here's where the trivia first little trivia comes in guess the last guy to have had 300 or more blocks in a season. Serge Ibaka? No. This is going back um, <laughs> about 20 years. Oh. Uh, oh now, this buddy. guy... Now, this guy... Um, Blair Rasmussen? Rasmussen? <laughs> it's got to be Theo Ratliff. Oh, wow. Nice. I was, uh, now, yeah, now, 20 years ago, come on. Yeah, Theo Ratliff, uh, one-time All-Star. I think of him as a sixer or a hawk. Uh, he yeah, bounced yeah, around a few yeah. other teams there. He blocked 307 shots in the 03-04 season. But guess what? He played 85 games oh, that season. Wow. He was traded mid-season. 85 games? Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> he was traded mid-season after 53 games and the remaining 32 uh, with another team. So he played 85 games. Wow, that's a nice little... Yeah. Is that the most games ever played in a season? I think it is. Regular I think season? so, yeah, yeah. I think it is. Um, so he wouldn't have got the 300 uh, if he didn't have those extra three games. He would have been at 299, Oh, I you checked the game yeah. logs? Wow. Yeah. I believe he Sicko was mode. 299. So, uh, yeah. Okay. Who are you going to leave off this team? Well, yeah. Uh, Rick Smith and Mark Eaton, like, no offense, those are good players, but... Well, it gets tricky because... Well, there aren't, like, you, like, Patrick Ewing, and you're like, ah, shit. Exactly, yeah. (laughs) And, 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 you know, like, uh, when you're going through it, you're like... Carl Malone, even, you're like, ah, shit. Exactly, didn't do it, didn't do it. So the front court Mm -hmm. spot goes to a legend of the game who made the finals eight times but did not win a championship. Uh, 11-time All-Star, 10-time All-NBA, finished his career averaging 27 points a game on 43% shooting. Is this... Go ahead. I got it. I have it on my list. Elgin Baylor. Elgin yeah, Baylor. Okay. Yeah, I was yeah, gonna yeah, say yeah, he yeah. said it made eight finals. Yeah. It's like, yeah, okay. Jerry now Bob. he technically was given a ring by the franchise yeah. because yeah. Uh, he missed uh, some time there. Uh, but well, anyway, didn't he retire in the uh, 1972 season, which the Lakers then went on to win the championship? Yeah. I think that's and right. they gave him sort of an honorary yeah. ring because of his service to the team there. But you're so not um, it. no, no. I mean, for the purpose is of it, this, like, does it show him with a, the little ring? You know, no thing on uh, basketball. Reference? No. Okay. Right. Uh, okay. So to the backcourt we go, and we have a five-time. All-Star, three-time All-NBA, just added to the NBA's top 75 players of all time. He played 1,500 games with one team, making it to the finals. He came up short, had some monster playoff moments, especially in Madison Square Garden. Finishes with career averages of 18 points on 48, 40, and 89% shooting, including five times he shot over 90% from the line. Pretty easy one, I would guess. Yes. Uh, Reggie Miller. Reginald Miller. Now, the interesting thing about Reggie Miller is the 2008 Boston Celtics, Doc Rivers said, Come on, man. Come and play with us. We need a shooter. You'll come off the bench. Reggie was apparently very close to accepting that. Chose not to. He couldn't do it, he said. He couldn't win a championship, especially for the Boston Celtics. Hmm. So he gets in, but he almost didn't get in. So... uh, (laughs) You think he regrets it? No, I don't think so now. I don't think so. I don't think he would feel it was like the championship won the right way for him. I think he's like, you know what? I'm happy with how it panned out. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. So the last spot. Goes to a 10-time All-Star, 11-time All-NBA, 5-time All-Defensive player who holds two statistical records that honestly may never be broken uh, because in steals, 
Chris Paul is the closest active uh, player behind him in steals, and he trails him by 800. And LeBron, who is next as far as active players, is still 1,100 behind this guy. And it's the same with assists. Chris Paul, 5,000 behind this guy still. <laughs> Come on. And, uh, that's and LeBron is also... LeBron's actually best skill is passing, I heard. Yeah, he is still 6,000 behind this guy uh, all-time in assists. This guy's career average is 13 points, 10 assists, and two steals per game. Pretty obvious one. John Stockton. John Stockton. So. There it is. That's the five. Okay. But the question <laughs> was about Damien Lillard. Yeah. And so here's where I, uh, here's uh, my uh, take. Here's time. my take, take time. time. All right, take time. I'm saying, uh, I'm saying right now, <laughs> if you were to pick your five, John Stockton's on the bench, Damien Lillard's starting this team. No. I think, I think John Stockton was a great player. Very good player. Hall of Fame deserving player. Oh, be careful, man. Don't make this into Larry Bird. Of this <laughs> <laughs> just, I but I also think that uh, those two statistical categories that he, he's the clear leader in, I think people put so much into those yeah. that I think if you, were to, if you were to put Damian Lillard on those teams with Carl Malone, I think the Jazz win a championship. Wow. Okay, there's a take. <laughs> That's a fucking take. If the right game there. is, if the game is, uh, if the game at the end of the game, if you're a coach and you've got Lillard or Stockton, you're like, well, yeah, I know Johnny can dump the ball into someone else. <laughs> Lillard can hit the shot to close out the game. More so, Stockton, of course, had the famous one against the Rockets. Yep. But otherwise, Stockton was just like someone else could do the work. I think uh, Damian Lillard, uh, as far as a player, now he won't have the stats as Stockton. I think as a player, he's a better point guard than John Stockton. Right. I would rather have him on my team. Okay. That's, that's my okay. take. Because, hey, look. again, I'm not disrespecting John Stockton for what he did. He was a dream team. You're disrespecting him completely. Although right John now. Stockton was only on the dream team because Michael Jordan didn't want Isaiah Thomas on there. Facts. That's true. Um, and look, you know, he, he it's like Stockton Malone, Stockton Malone. Yeah, you dumped the ball in, then Malone did all the work. <laughs> Do the Jazz get to the finals without John making other people better? Does Dame make other people better enough? Did did Johnny actually make all that many people that much better? Or did he just... Where did the assists come from, mate? He He's gave... setting people up and making them better. Carl did... Malone. I mean, he didn't only pass to Carl Malone. I, mean, yeah. I don't even like defense. <laughs> and I'm defending defense here. Yeah. I, did look, John Stockton true. make the playoffs every season of his career? How many times did he flame out in the first round, though, as well? How many times has Damian Lillard already missed the playoffs yeah. in his career? I this is not even close to me. I, I, I actually and I don't like is. John Stockton. <laughs> I can't believe you're I making want, me do I this. I want the record to show. I, I do not like I'm John telling, Stockton. I'm, I'm telling I think I, I, look, I think he was a great player, but I just think when you look at on balance... Who I'd rather have on the court at the end of the game? I'm going with Lillard. Okay. Okay. Now, now, your list here, your top five, to me, I mean, I know you were trying to make it like, I guess, like a basketball roster here. Lillard is ahead of Rick Smith. Like, if Lillard only stays with the Blazers for his entire career and doesn't win a championship, he's ahead of Rick Smith. He's ahead of uh, Mark Eaton. Yeah. Those guys, one of those guys getting bumped from your list here. Yeah. I mean, then joining John Stockton and Elgin Baylor and uh, Reggie Miller. No, Damian Lillard's going to play at the end of games, but he's not going to be on the starting five of this list. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) I did not expect expect, uh, this podcast to have a John Stockton versus (laughs) Damian Lillard debate. And we've got Trey defending the 90s. I know. I'm going with the modern day. <laughs> Who is Damian Lillard made better? All of his all-star teammates? <laughs> hey, what's the highest John Stockton's ever finished like an MVP voting? 
Okay. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I'd like I, to I'm, know that. I, I'm Probably just saying, not. I'm just saying, like, I think if you Probably. put Lillard on that Jazz team. If it's a one-on-one -on -one game, I'm taking Damian Lillard every time, just like I'm taking Gary Bird over Larry Bird. <laughs> but this is this is crazy from you. Yeah. We're going to be talking about this like the Larry Bird streaky oh, shooting. No, right? I, 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 look, I, I'm oh, more no. than happy to, uh, to defend Lillard. As far as, like I say, you're drawing up a play for Lillard. For Stockton, it's like you're drawing up for him to pass to someone else. Well, yeah, I think uh, the, a fair uh, fair question is what would John Stockton be in today's game where you couldn't handsy, get all handsy all the time the way he was able to in that era and get all those steals. And uh, an interesting debate that came up recently with our buds, yeah. uh, old player, John Stockton, modern-day player, who would you rather have? I don't know why this materialized. <laughs> this is even more random because they play different positions, but Stockton versus Clay, I guess because... Why did that come? I have no <laughs> idea. I guess it was, was Clay Grish, Thompson's return. Was involved? Yeah. But that Stockton was a weird debate did, going yeah. on in WhatsApp. Stockton or Clay yeah. Thompson? I regret bringing it up. Yeah, that's okay. Um, so I just checked. Highest John Stockton ever finished uh, in the MVP award shares. You want to take a guess? Tenth. No. He had a seventh. Hmm. Had an eighth much later. And then he also had a ninth. And then there was a tenth. So four, actually five, top ten finishes, but near the back end. So never a top five uh, MVP voter okay look hey yeah loved it i love yeah. bringing hey. shit like that to the ping pong table it was not just a hey what about this guy you know i thought why not that spice it big up big takes i love it <laughs> hot uh, hot takes all right we're gonna take our final break when we come back we got tweet of the night we got pick em results and we have rapid fire so don't go anywhere it's nba playoffs time and that means nba snack time i can't stop eating while i'm watching so many options in my house that i gotta cut out a bit I gotta switch it up, but I know I'm not giving up. Sunflower seeds? Sure. But maybe something that's not a food for that oral fixation, perhaps? Good thought. Here's a breath of fresh air. Fume. Fume takes your habit and simply makes it better, healthier, and more enjoyable. Fume is an innovative, award-winning flavored air device. Instead of vapor, Fume uses flavored air. Instead of electronics, Fume is completely natural. And instead of harmful chemicals, Fume uses delicious flavors. You get it. Instead of bad, fume is good. It's a habit you're free to enjoy and makes replacing your bad habit easy. Its taste is surprising. All natural stuff. It's fun to fidget with, and it's a good weight. The wood feels good, and it feels cool to use. Start the good habit by going to tryfume.com dunks and getting the journey pack today. Fume is giving listeners to the show 10% off when they use our code DUNKS to help make starting the good habit that much easier. I gotta get something off my chest. Nothing drives me crazier than sending a message to a group chat and getting no response. That's why I'm a big emoji responder. Love a hang loose hand or a salute, but man, it hurts when you send a message and get nothing back. Ouch! We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Therapy isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. 
Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks. This episode of NoDunks is brought to you by BetterHelp. All right, back with NoDunks. You fired up the stream team oh, today with your fire take about Damian Lillard being better than John Stockton. Yeah, I'm going to stand by it, though. Would you like people to <laughs> would you like people to tweet at you? They can tweet if they want. I mean, I'm not trying to start a fight. I'm just saying I think that uh, <laughs> uh, my point is I just think Lillard's a better player. Okay. I, I, now, <laughs> those accomplishments of Stockton's are, like I say, almost never going to be beaten. Yeah, they goosed them, though. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say yeah, they goosed them. Yeah. Goose those assist numbers. They were at a goose shoot. Yeah, yeah. they'd yeah. be higher in today's game. I'd nah, say. I'm yeah. not sure. I'm not so sure yeah, about that. Yeah, they... They give away an what's assist Chris, for what's whatever. What's Chris Paul's uh, career high in assists for a season? That's probably what John Stockton would average. Uh, what is but I will say this. Here's something goosey <laughs> about all these numbers. How did Mark Eaton average so many blocks per game? Had they not invented the floater then? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like, literally. Yeah. Like, there's yeah. the tallest guy in the yeah. league is there, and teams are still challenging yeah. him? What's going on? Mm, well, it's Utah as well, so maybe those stats are a bit uh, <laughs> generous. Goose them. Goose And the other thing is, <laughs> if you're going to have a coach, you would have Frank Layden, jazz coach. <laughs> or current, current day assistant coach would be Quinn Snyder, who's had a, a very identical uh, record there for uh, the nah, Utah Jazz. That's gone too far. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, let's get to Tweet of the Night. Mm, tweet of the Night. Wow. Twitter. JD, Tweet of the Night, my man. What do you got? I actually not much uh, to be honest. Yeah, I'm a, it's not like the old days where I could go into a show with literally nothing. No, you gotta, and then uh, yeah. yeah, there's a lot of stuff that I'm doing, and uh, it's been a rough day. Uh, the stream team, I treated them to a Zoom fest uh, earlier. We were just uh, hitting the wrong buttons, going here and there and everywhere. So I don't, I don't have a tweet. And when I go into panic mode, what I normally do is. I'll go into our potential drops channel in Slack. Now, this is where you guys will drop potential cold opens for the show. Now, today we had an incredible one, the swim guy, uh, and that came courtesy of a, of a person named Cole Ram, and that was that was the a perfect cold open. Like it had everything. Um, you know, it was funny. It wasn't too long, but it was. It was long, but in a good way. It was like, this is getting long, but now it's funny because it's so long. Yep. So uh, I just wanted to maybe, I don't have a tweet, but I do have the, uh, maybe a new segment where we, we we call it like rejected cold opens, okay? <laughs> so here's one that was uh, that was submitted by our man, J.E. Skeets. Okay. And uh, I'm just gonna, you know, talk through it and... Uh, and you'll see why it's not great for a cold open. So, uh, so here we go. It's okay. um, I don't even remember which one it was. Now this is uh, weeks ago. Oh, now this is a. This is it looks like the Melbourne Cricket Ground, and there's a corporate, <laughs> co uh, yeah. corpulent gentleman. Uh, being encouraged to skull beer. So he's just sculled one. Oh, it looks like two beers. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. One and, a, and a one more. One more. One more. Yeah. yeah of course. One more. One more. Let's do it. And uh, there it goes. He's great. He's 
really zero wow. effort. Yeah, like he doesn't even tilt the cup. <laughs> it's incredible. Yeah. It's incredible. So we're at the, he's just sculled three beers in the time that this clip started, and now here's the fourth. Is should I? Should I? Of course he's going to. Yeah. And he does it. Now why is <laughs> look at that guy? It's, it's awesome. I mean, alcohol poisoning. Here, cheers to alcohol poisoning. But uh, so okay, that doesn't work. Now I get a lot of submissions, and I love getting the submissions because believe it or not it's hard to find good cold opens sure. i mean that's uh, some of them don't work so what was wrong with that one it's not great for audio listen skeets uh <laughs> this is an audio podcast as well so there's really nothing happening there's no nothing for the audio listener. <laughs> just a bunch of cheering and i get that sometimes we do do that sometimes but it just goes you have to see him skull all four beers so it's it's about a minute or maybe longer than a minute so we just couldn't use okay. it. Okay, so I have one more. Now, usually I like to have three, but now Lee submitted this one, and I almost hesitate to put this on the show. And you know what? I'm not even going to describe it. So, Lee, I'm going to put you on the spot, and I want you to describe what's happening, and then we can discuss why this isn't the best choice for a cold open. All right. I forget what this one is. All right, well, here it comes. Here it comes. So... Talk us through this, Lee. Ahead, please Lee. tell the uh, listener what's happening. This one came through a. Uh, <laughs> oh, <come on>. All <laughs> right, one, came, air, Lee, it on. came through a group WhatsApp chat. I actually put it through, you know, not seriously thinking JD would put it up. <laughs> Did you want to explain it? Like, try to. It's just a uh, a game. You're gonna sit around and play with your friends. Maybe we should uh, oh. go over the table. It's like maybe pick and pay off. It's then. like uh, what's the best way to describe that, JD? As if uh, two people were playing hungry, hungry hippos. Yeah. And they're jerking off. Uh, yeah. It's like yeah, the two hippos, th- I guess. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> shout out to Chizzy for that one. He sent that in the, what, the WhatsApp. His name chat. is Chizzy. Chizzy yeah, sent you that. Shocking. Wow. Chizzy. That is. A chef's kiss on brand from Chizzy. You guys have met Chizzy. He was in the studio one time. Him and Foxy came in. Uh, you know a guy named Chizzy and Skeets. Yeah, Chizzy. <laughs> Chizzy versus. It's after 10 a.m., so we can say whatever the hell we want. Chizzy, Chizzy's claim to fame is that he thinks the best night ever to pick up girls is Christmas Eve, because because no girl wants to wake up on Christmas Day alone. <laughs> That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, Jizzy. That is so stupid. That's Jizzy's theory. He's uh, he's 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 pulled once in his life on Christmas Eve. On Christmas Day alone? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you want to hear some Jizzy stuff? That's like scratching the surface of Jizzy. (laughs) 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 Sounds like Jizzy doesn't want to wake up alone on Christmas Day. Just wait seven days until the (laughs) universal (laughs) day. Yeah. 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 Oh, uh, man. Great stuff, JD. Projected <laughs> cold opens is a keeper yeah, for sure. Gotta, yeah. But That's now, now, do you know the shit we're going to be putting in that Slack channel? That's now fine. That's uh, fine. More content. I need more. I'm always the, struggling. I'm struggling always. So I don't mind throwing that stuff in because I'm like, JD has the final say, of course. So it's like, I'll just put it out. I'm just, I'm just putting it in the Slack channel. I, that's all I'm doing. That's not my responsibility. <laughs> what about... Uh, 
uh, Lee shaking the shake weight <laughs> yeah. on the starters. That's what that reminds me. Yeah, of. Definitely. Uh, definitely. But there's no audio. I don't think it was after a crossfire <laughs> win. <laughs> Not gonna cut yeah, it. We but we'll throw it in that there. One. That's oh, okay. Well, let's get two pick'em results from last night. It was the Warriors Bucks game. Milwaukee was favored by two and a half at home, and uh, well, they were up three in a hurry, and they maintained and increased that lead throughout the game. Easily won, as we talked about. This brought to you by BetMGM, of course. I'm hot right now, baby. I'm 7-2 and two in the month of January. Trey got the win as well. Back in the Bucks, so you're 4-5. and five. Tass and Lee struggling a little bit at 3-6, and six, but you guys are right there. And I mean, Trey's just one game ahead, so what's tonight's game? Well, it's an old battle. A classic one, some would say. Dwayne Casey, Pistons head coach, taking on his former team, the Toronto Raptors, who he owns mm. pistons surprisingly always beat the raptors uh, and it's a seven and a half point spread so the pistons can still lose by seven and cover and that's why myself and lee are riding those wow. stones wow. while skeets and trey taking the raps is casey is coaching right he is uh back uh, <laughs> yeah, there is that little yeah. twist rex claiming uh, uh rex claiming i think was their last Claiming. Again, the claiming against the Jazz uh, and yeah. against the Bulls too. Yeah, remember. I think but so. Yeah, I know he's Casey's out there. Been out, yeah, so. Rex gets out there in the yeah. boat shoes. I noticed him out there again. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I'm not. Shoes. I think half the NBA coach head coaches have been in protocols yeah. already. 50%. Yeah, percent. Well, officials apparently like yeah. Uh, yeah. a majority of them as well. Um, yeah, I mean the Jazz were the one team I remember that it hadn't really hit, but that's. Of course, changed over the last week or so with a lot of their guys going into health and safety protocols. All right, so uh, Trey and I have the Raptors win by eight points or more right. in Detroit. Right. Versus a team, like you said, if Casey's there or maybe even not, uh, the Pistons always play the Raps close and a lot of the times beat them over the last couple of years. Okay. Let's end this fun drop podcast with some rapid fire questions. JD, you got the cues here today. How about it? I do have the cues, and uh, the first one, it. It is this. I'm stalling. Uh, yesterday, our man Lee Ellis was late to the dock and had to answer first on the dreaded Ben Simmons story. Tell us about a time you got stuck with something. Uh, who's first here? Me. Trey. Oh, no, not me. Yeah, yeah that's me. Yep. Stalling a little bit here. Yeah, my <laughs> uh, when we moved into our house over the summer, a previous owner will leave some things. Um, found a BB gun in the closet had a piano downstairs but the worst thing they left was a gigantic roll top desk mm. nice desk yeah. really well made but the roll top didn't work and it was just taking up too much room so Laura got rid of it a couple came over to pick it up the four of us are working on getting this thing out of the real the wood tiny, real wood this thing was humongous we're talking like millimeters to spare on the door jams to get it out we get it into their truck and the guy says to me, your wife's a beast, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you, I've never been more Roman ready in my life. <laughs> Blood pumping through my veins. Roll top desk out of here. Some English bloke complimenting my wife. Right, because uh, Laura baby. was just like throwing this thing uh, around. She's strong, man. Yeah. She's strong. <laughs> she was a rebounder in high school, wasn't she? <laughs> Led her team in rebounds. Yeah. They kept her off the all-area team. Still beef all with the coach. Wow. <laughs> All right. Skates. Um, not as great as that. Uh, I've, I've told you before, I, I worked uh, a job as a, a physician recruiter 
during college. It was uh, sort of a part-time job, turned into more of a full-time job. Um, and so I I did a lot of things there, so I got stuck doing a lot of things. I actually ended up liking it because it got me away from the computer. But the one thing I ended up doing once was started doing stonework in the backyard. Oh. <laughs> and it's like, I've never done this before. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing at all. But I wanted to do it because it got me outside, uh, again, away from the computer. I sort of was doing a lot of IT work as well. I'm not good at that either. I was like just a, you know, jack of all trades is what I ended up doing at that squad. But I got stuck doing yeah backward yard, uh, backward stone work. Mason stone. No, 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 not that crazy. Not that crazy. Like, you know, putting down big. um, I don't see. I don't even know the terminology. Like just big sheets of rock, like as stepping stones almost. Right, right, right. So pavers maybe. Yeah, you make Mm -hmm. sure it's level. You're getting gravel down there, and I did a good job. I milked it. I made it last like weeks, I think. (laughs) Yeah, you get. You can say I'm getting artsy with it and make it all off kilter. You know, don't even have to make it flat. That's true. That's true. That's true. That's uh, what's happening. It was fun. Beautiful, Tess. Um, well, mine is also wife-related. Uh, I asked Danielle this question, and she said, well, that big framed flag you have. I said, excuse me? I am not stuck with that beautiful art piece of art that we were given, actually, when we came down to Atlanta. Turner Sports gave us this uh, beautiful combination flag of the U.S. and the Canadian flag. Actually, I put it on Instagram this week, and, oh. and somebody said, uh, a fan of ours said, Nicholas said, Vexillologically speaking, that is a beaut. Vexillologically wow. speaking, the study of flags. Um, <laughs> yes, and I totally agree. That somebody put together, like skeets in a backyard, putting down stones. <laughs> somebody sewed that beautifully together. It's very well done, so I can't wait to put it up. I've never understood why it curves like that, though. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. fair. Yep. That's the One touch. Interesting the touch. decision, yeah. Yeah, I can't wait to put it up. What myself. is the study of flags? Vexillology. Wow. All right. That's good to know. Yeah. Vexillology. Yeah, there's trivia. so many L's. There's just too many L's in that word. Uh, but yes, I, I agree with you. Why Why the little semicircle there? I, I don't know, but I think that was I the think, artist uh, I think an American made this, and they wanted Ooh, there to be a little like, bit more American. 55, 45. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> but I would say the Canadian flag has a little bit more width on it, because there's a... Ooh, you're right. Uh, maybe, so yeah. You might be right. So maybe it's 50-50. Jeez. <laughs> the perfect split. Yeah. Okay. We cracked that one. Yeah. Uh, this week, Clippers sideline reporter Christina Pink took a nosedive after a post-game interview with Amir Coffey. I'm not going to show the clip because I don't have that many hands. Right. Uh, the the interview had just ended and Coffey was walking away when Christina suddenly slipped on some water, landing headfirst on the court. It looked really bad, but she's okay. When have you literally or figuratively fallen flat on your face, Trey? Fourth grade, we took a field trip to the Sears Tower, and one of the first things you do is like you go into a dark theater where you're watching, like, you know, the history of how they built this gigantic skyscraper. It was packed house, uh, of course, a lot of field trips there, and I saw a great spot to sit. So I was like, I'm gonna run there and sit. Make it around the corner, trip, fall, <laughs> straight into cool. the wall. Oh, like as hard wow. as I possibly could. Rug burns, because it was like a carpeted wall on my face oh. for the whole day in Chicago. Not cool. Not yeah. very cool. Would you rather have a wood wall or a carpeted wall? That's a fair question. Burn or brunt? Yeah. Uh, I would rather wood. have a wood wall wood. because... I mean, it's still made of wood even if it's covered in carpet. <laughs> yeah. So you're still hitting the wood yeah. plus the burn. Mm. Mm. 
Brutal. I'd take the burn. The, 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 you want the burn. Yeah, I want, I want the scar, too. <laughs> I don't want a <laughs> Uh Skates. Um, I will not go literal with this. Instead, I will probably reshare the story, because I've answered a million of these rapid-fire <laughs> questions, of I got flown out to a sports blogging conference in Las Vegas years back, back when sports blogs were a thing. They were the hot thing. And I was asked to uh, talk on a panel. I was like, yeah, sure, I'll do that. I was living in Toronto at the time. They were going to fly me there and all that, put me up in a hotel. Yeah, talk on a you know, a 90-minute panel the next day, no problem. Sounds fun. Had a bunch of complications with my flight. There was a mm. bunch of delays and, and things were getting canceled. <laughs> and I eventually got there to Vegas, but I got there at a really weird time. Must have been just super late. And then, of course, you're in Vegas. I'm meeting a bunch of people I had never seen in person for the first time because, you know, I only knew them online. We're out. You're in Vegas. The drinks are flowing. You're at the tables. And the night got away from me. Mm. Let's say that. Mm. <laughs> I had an early panel. I went to bed. I did find my way to bed. And when I woke up, I looked at my watch and said, oh, whoops. That panel's over about three hours ago. Wow. God. So then I had a decision to make. I was flying home that day. So I was like, well, I could just go to the airport and fly home and peace out. (laughs) See ya. Or do I, you know... Iron up. Do I own up to yeah. this? Find the the guy, like the whatever, like the person that was putting it on. Find him, apologize, explain a little bit what happened, and uh, at least maybe I would feel better knowing I I did that. And so I did. And I was happy I did because somebody else, who was actually in the same boat as me, the exact same thing happened. Wow. They missed their panel because they were partying in Vegas. They just flew home. So at least I was like, not the, the guy was not happy yeah. with me by any means. Like he was disappointed. Yeah, 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 but yeah, uh, yeah. he was like, well, at least you had, uh, you know, the balls to come up and uh, yeah. apologize. So, yeah, yeah. respect. Uh, it respect. was. It was. Yeah. I mean, I had fun. I think, but uh, that's yeah. rough. That's so, so more fun to... than you would have had on the panel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> probably. Yeah. Story out of it, you know, yeah, for sure. <laughs> you, I probably shared that. You before. played that squirter game, but that guy <laughs> was the one who got. <laughs> Squirted on the face. You did. Wow. <laughs> when you put it that uh, way, you're right. Yeah. It took me, a, it took me a, a long time to find a good, like a non-offensive word. Squirt. I went with squirter. For squirt squirt works. Works. It's semi-offensive. Uh, it is semi-offensive. Tassie, you got an answer for this one? Uh, literal. I mean, I fell off my bike a billion times. Uh, so yeah, there was one time. One of those things where yeah, I was going too slow. Ryan and my friend Thor's house on Dixie Road in Mississauga. And uh, I just lost it on the sidewalk when I was nothing. One bike accident. Nothing in front of me. <laughs> just wow. just chilling. And I yeah, going too slow and just lost it and went head over the handlebars and just showed up to Thor's house with a bloody grill. Uh, and he asked, what's with your face? And I said, uh, I don't know, the sidewalk one. You know, it's just one of those. <laughs> one bike accident. Where's, yeah. <laughs> was, uh, was Thor the, the dog that bit you? It was his was it Thor's dog no. that bit you? Oh. It wasn't Thor's dog, no. That was Alexander Kersik's dog. Alexander Kersik. Middle. Middle came and jumped on my leg. And now was in an urn in front of their family home. They, they, kept, they kept the dogs. Yeah. Ashes. Come you, on. you get attached to a dog, do you? As it turns out, never yeah. heard, never heard of that. Well, never maybe not the one that bit him. Yeah. <laughs> well, Tass doesn't. Yeah. But, the, but Alexander was sure yeah, was very sure. fond for of that sure. dog. For sure. Yeah. Uh, I would have killed that dog, Tass. I yeah. would have killed him, and <sighs> I wouldn't you. have thought twice about it. Okay, last one. Uh, earlier this week, Avery Bradley stole the ball from Ja Morant 
and attempted to lay the ball in, only to be denied by Morant himself with what may go down as the greatest block in history. Mm. Tell us about a time you exacted your revenge in spectacular fashion, Trey. Yeah, we were planning a bros trip uh, to Wisconsin a few years back, and for this one, we decided we're all going to draw names out of a hat, and then you have to get a weird shirt for the person whose name you drew. I drew friend of the program, Tom Poro. I think he's actually here in the stream team right now, and I hooked him up with a gigantic shirt of one of our (laughs) friend's faces. (laughs) Just a big old Schmidt face shirt here. Um, And the revenge, I think, is um, showing this picture of Tom Poro (laughs) while he's sitting there watching. Shout out to Tommy Poro. Terrible shirt. (laughs) Just a terrible shirt. (laughs) Front and back, same picture. When you sent me this photo, I thought this was for question one, falling flat on your face. It looks like he's about to face plant on top of a dog. R.I.P. Madden. (laughs) That dog's dead too? That dog is dead as well. This is depressing. Very depressing. Uh, Who's next? Uh, Skeets. Yeah, it was 1998. I was 18. We were on a flight from JFK to London. And I saw this person immediately. A baby. I know you've never been to London, so I know a this baby. is a story. <laughs> Seven hour flight. First hour was bliss. <laughs> then the crying started, Lee. Mm. Small whimpers at mm. first. Mm. Then came the shrieking. Louder, 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 till it filled the whole cabin. When I arrived in London, I was a shell of a man, Lee. Mm. Broken. You see, I had spent my entire life savings to go to London to see my beloved Buckingham Palace. Oh, yeah. So I could see if I could make those soldiers laugh. But because of the baby, I was too tired to do anything funny. And I vowed from that day forward that I would devote the rest of my life to getting my revenge on that little baby. So, flash forward. Yeah. That's exactly <laughs> what I did. It took me 20 years, Lee. 20 long years. But I searched for the man that had became... I had searched for the man that was the baby. Yeah. <laughs> and I found him. And I went through his garbage. It was crazy. A rat bit me on the hand. Oh, it's not gross. God. And I found his travel itinerary. And lo and behold, the stars aligned. And there we were. The baby turned man and me sitting by side by side on an international flight and i exacted my revenge good i cried the whole flight yeah that's the way to do But yeah. then I was sitting in the wrong seat. It turned nah, out I had to go to the nah, back of the plane and he had, like, pants on yeah. It's not gross. I got yeah. revenge, but, yeah. I knew one of you was going to do this <laughs> when I wrote this question. Tassie! Oh, uh, man, I hope that Nirvana baby gets its money. You just remind me of it. He keeps suing Nirvana. Yeah. When's he going to get yeah. his money? He keeps, <laughs> he keeps uh, going for it. Anyway. What do you got? Wow! Um... <laughs> What was the question? Uh, oh, yeah, revenge. revenge. Yeah. Uh, Obviously. Well, I guess I exacted my revenge on uh, Vincent Lamar Carter when uh, he got his way out of Toronto. Of course, I was a super fan back then. He came back with the New Jersey Nets. I was sitting in the upper bowl, and I yelled, You'll never win anything, Vince. <laughs> and then he didn't. 
<laughs> then he did not win. Oh, right. uh, he put a curse on him. No, no, no. We have, well, he didn't, but he, you know, then we made up. He came on the starters multiple times. Now we're incredible friends. Buds. <laughs> yeah, Buds. Very great friends. There it is. Rapid fire questions. What a way to end the drop. Another classic, I think. Safe to say. Had it all in long this one. Long one, yeah. Yeah, very long one, which is good because it's a long weekend here. Mm. In the U.S., um, I know. I think I said we were going to have a show on Monday at one point. Yeah. We we're going to figure out streaming, but uh, <laughs> it looks like there could be a trip to Memphis happening. Like it's legit happening. going down Lock here. It we got to go Lock watch the in. Grizzlies' hottest team in the league take on doubles. Uh, so we are likely going on Monday to Memphis, uh, a five and a half hour drive or whatever it is. So probably no show on Monday, but it makes sense because the game starts so early. I think they start at like maybe 1230 here in Atlanta, think, yeah. right? It's like March Madness. I yeah, think. so and then they go throughout the day. So we'll just do Tuesday show and do like a supersized edition of uh, long weekend, you know, NBA winners and losers. Email in your questions, though, to nodunksattheathletic.com. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, at nodunksinc. Get yourself an athletic subscription. Go to theathletic.com slash nodunks. Oh, yeah, that's why I said it's not a big deal that this is a long one because it's got to last people for a couple mm. of days here. That's why I said that. Uh, yeah, yeah. There was a reason. I circled back That's to why it. we did it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, we guys, uh, we'll see you on Tuesday. Subscribe to No Dunks on YouTube. Subscribe to No Dunks wherever you listen to No Dunks. Be at Apple, Spotify, and leave your boys a five-star rating and review. Until we see you next time, Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. You came around to the reason why we're having a long podcast. Somebody reminded me of why Vince Carter came around and got revenge on me because I bought that program that I thought I got his autograph on, but it was a fakey. It wasn't Vince Carter's autograph. Check out the link below. We did a show on it. <laughs> nice. Wow, we're going to put that after every video. Yeah, I like sure. It. Embrace the weekend, people. <laughs>